0: Hello and welcome you brave souls, venturing into the unknown on this inaugural episode. And for those of you that don't know, my name is Jack Burke, founder, creator, host, everything and above uh, of this podcast Jack Talks To. Jack Talks To um, really is a big experiment that I'm trying at the moment. So I thank you for being here in these early days. I wanted to create something whereby... The conversations that I was having with individuals in my personal life, um, I could have in a more public forum. Um, I'm very fortunate to know a lot of interesting people, uh, friends of mine who've got interesting perspective on things, um, who have got creative ideas um, and have got knowledge about something which I would find interesting. And so I thought I'd like to start actually getting these conversations heard by wider audiences to hopefully share some ideas um, and people would engage with it. Alongside this, I wanted to also um, challenge, if you like, the, the, the way of doing things by doing everything live. So the conversation you're about to hear in all the episodes is a live stream conversation. So this podcast does exist as well um, on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash jack versus life. So the episode itself goes out live on that and then I take the audio from it um, and put it on this podcast. So like I say, everything is unedited. It's live, it's raw, unscripted. Um, It's really just a free-flowing, open conversation uh, with friends of mine. We have a beer, a glass of wine uh, and really don't have an agenda and a structure. Um, I hope you find it interesting. Um, It's very early days, so by all means, any constructive feedback is welcomed um, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So uh, welcome to episode one. Um, in this episode, I talk to my friend Josh Feynman. Josh is a uh, co-founder uh, of a production company, and agency called Matter Media, a company that has a, a consciousness, shall we say. Uh, they're not all about hard cold advertising. Um, they try and work on campaigns which uh, do make a difference to society and trying to leave the world in a better place. Josh is also a super friendly guy, Um, we have very good conversations with each other uh, outside of the the podcast as well, Uh, and he was brave enough to join me uh, for episode one, so big thank you Josh if you're listening. Um, Alongside this as well, we wanted to have a conversation about uh, mental health and sort of pose the notion that everyone has got their shit, which... I think we all kind of know deep down inside, but sometimes it's not as obvious. So really, we wanted the, op- the uh, opportunity to talk about how both of us uh, react to, to mental health um, and really just get vocal about the idea that no matter who a person is, no matter how much you regard them as being perfect and um, untouchable from the sort of ravages of mental health, chances are they've got their shit. And so we talk about examples of that and, and stories and the experiences we have. So anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Sit back relax and enjoy episode one of jack talks to i just want to add on a little side note before we get into it um as this is all very new to me the whole world of podcasting and and video live streaming please forgive the slight um technical issues that we have uh during the podcast uh, as well as the dip in audio quality all a big learning curve for us here guys um i've had it mixed and EQ'd as best as possible so don't worry with time i promise the audio will be far superior enjoy here we are, Massive. Josh. Welcome to the, the uh, Jack Burke uh, first episode of the podcast.
1: Thanks, Jack. Uh, Pleasure to be here. Um, I um, have a beer.
0: Yeah, this is uh, so. This is totally um, for us. As um, we thought, we we're just kind of relaxing. So we uh, we've only had our first drink though, so we're not absolutely smashed. But cheers. I mean, I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, show him <them> the bottle. <laughs> no, no, but um, but I am drinking from Jack's commemorative. Uh, Prince Harry and, and Princess Meghan not too late to say congratulations yeah absolutely Come well on. done guys good for you are you uh, they don't
0: do me any harm basically but I guess the only thing I've got problem with the royal family is just the um, the mugs m- <laughs> the design of the mugs just how much money they've got like that's the only thing like if they're just the royal family like fine but the fact that they are like gajillionaires that's what I've got a problem with
1: I know this is going to sound really naive but I don't even know how it works with their wealth it's all completely paid for by the taxpayer so is it actually their money well as in their privilege yeah, to a life based on the money that but they own so much land like mm. they like, own
0: half of Cornwall um, by the way, I'm going to prefix this by saying neither Josh or I are experts in anything really. No. <laughs> so we're going to be like, just like talking about loads of stuff which will be like, is that, you backing this up with facts or just saying yeah, stuff? Yeah,
1: I don't really know, but I, uh, outside of the property moguls that are the Windsors, I um, I, I I think I'd, I'd like the concept yeah. of it. I I didn't really... I wasn't really interested in the wedding until it came on TV, and then I was kind of glued to the entire yeah. thing. So, obviously, I I do really Subconsciously like... Subconsciously, royalist. you're royalist. Yeah, and, you know, The Crown is, is yeah. one hell of a show. I tell you, that is, for me,
0: like... I couldn't believe how much I actually... Um, I loved it, I absolutely, oh, I, just, yeah. I just crushed it in like two days, like done. Yeah. And that's the thing, I was like, fucking God, 10
1: hours, where I'm just like... What do I do with myself? I know,
0: it's over and I'm like, no.
1: And it was a very productive
0: day in yeah. the end. Um, so I guess it might be worth um, explaining a little bit about this podcast to those who might be tuning in, or live stream, don't know what it's called yet, Pods, uh, Podstream. pod... Podstream. Podstream, yeah, um, I might take the audio from this and make a a podcast
1: do what you gotta do it's really Jack. fucking
0: hard to make a podcast as in to register it you said it, it's not like you kind of you don't just upload it it's like you've got to like fill out a form you've got to submit it there's companies do it for you but you've got to pay for it i was like can't you just upload it
1: you said something interesting the other day the uh origins of a podcast was because of yeah. the apple ipod yeah that's like, that's a mind-blowing fact. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that's true. Like, I, I mean, I'm- Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I, mean, I hope it's not something I've just like cooked up when I'm like, yeah, that's why it's cool, <laughs> So like, I'm sure any one of the comments out there, uh, well, I see, we've got a comment stream here as well, so we can see if
1: anyone wants to comment. To the millions of fans. Oh, wow. I mean, we're like, we're
0: absolutely tearing up the S- internet We got. We right just out.
1: doubled. Oh, we? Just we just doubled. I reckon they're all my family. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So mum, dad, love you, nana, yeah. I'm impressed you're on YouTube right now.
0: We're uh, we're absolutely dominating the internet. I'm sure I'm like <laughs> I'm surprised like YouTube's not like kind of shut down like we've crashed the servers. We've got, to
1: um, so, got to start um, somewhere. So
0: yeah, this episode one, Josh. To be honest, this is like one massive experiment for me. I have no idea what this is going to be or what it's going to become or how long we're going to do it for. But I greatly appreciate you being coming down for like the first first person to um, to kind of do this with me. Mm. It's so strange. I always used to make content online, but I always used to do it on my own. I always find that so like so uncomfortable to do. Do you know what it be like, vlogging, like, pro- like proper vlogging? I don't know how people do it. Like when you're just talking to the camera there, like I'm just, it would always just be like, hey guys, so, uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, and it's, I just need someone to feed off of, otherwise I'm just like.
1: You did pretty well, I have oh, thanks, to say, man. considering. Thanks man. Yeah. 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 And we were just saying, if you were to look back on it now, Yeah. Did you find it a good experience?
0: Absolutely. I mean, you. I, I mentioned this on Friday and those who are watching, if you want to, to kind of get into uh, the reasons why I started this. I made a video on Friday. I did my first live stream. But um, when I first started, I mean, it was a massive experiment. Chat versus like, like it was. It was for me. It was a, anyone who starts a YouTube channel. I can tell you, like, firsthand, it is terrifying. Like, really terrifying. Same way that this is. It's like you've just got to kind of jump into the deep end. So I was really proud of starting it and doing mm-hmm. it and, and where it is today. But um, yeah, I mean, look, there's certainly there's videos up and listed. Like which ones? Oh my god! It's like I, know. I did one video where I just did sound effects. I saw. I love that video. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you play the jester.
1: Like you. Like that's not me. Like as in, as in. That was I'm sure also one of your most viewed. So that's quite controversial taking it down. Totally, though.
0: absolutely. But there's this whole thing about like how you want to be perceived online. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's I mean, of, I don't.
1: To be honest with you, this is my first major experience of it.
0: Well, funny enough, you said something the other day. You said you don't actually
1: use social media. No. Which is strange. Which is weird. I see, nothing on your phone. No Instagram. No Twitter. No. No Instagram. No Twitter. I mean, my business. I do it with my work. But um, no, I just have no personal um, interest. I guess. I mean, I use social media when I want to ask if I have questions to ask, or um, are you? I'm sad, very sad for the viewers out there who are young YouTube watchers, yeah. if there are any out there. But I use LinkedIn, I would say. Is my like, most. You know, but proudly, you know, I'm gonna say it proudly. But is that I even social media? I feel like nowadays it is. People send me happy birthday messages on LinkedIn and I see people posting up pictures of their babies on LinkedIn, which I just find really bizarre.
0: See, that's so strange because I'm a freelance filmmaker and, and I just, I mean, no. I have a LinkedIn profile, but I never use it, like, ever. But I guess anyone for sort of like the business world, it's kind of a big yeah.
1: doing bit. their laptop stuff. But
0: is it? But is it like? I mean, how how often do you check into it? Is it like the Facebook Twitch
1: way, right? Like my, every, every time no, you make like no, I reckon like through three times a day. But, but I will try and use it as a platform to read interesting content and to try and push out some of my own thoughts sure. as well. So it's it's the same purpose as any other social media sure. channel. So I'm probably a huge hypocrite Tyson. for not using the other platforms. But there's something I just, I don't... I used to be on social media and I just felt like... I mean, it's obvi- it's an obvious topic because it's such a hot one. But um, I just found like I was just looking at what other people are doing Tyson. and then...
0: like. When was it when you stopped, I mean,
1: how long ago was that when you sort of
0: started having those emotions and feelings with social media?
1: I don't know if I, like, recognised them at the time, it's only in hindsight, but I reckon it was, like, two, three years ago. Oh, right, okay. So you were on social
0: media. like you, I you was,
1: try- yeah, I was. I was largely on Facebook and Twitter. I, like, started Instagram channel, uh, page. Yeah. W- w- literally, account. like, account. Yeah. Yeah love it it's my profession and um and i just found it really bizarre posting things up to other people that i just didn't care whether they knew that about me and i also didn't really care what other people were up to either so it's there's right. loads of amazing things that come totally. with social media like incredible things but there's also some horrendous side effects of being on it non-stop it's, i think it's well.
0: like it's the best tool i think that we can use now like for whatever reason like Self promotion in the right way, yeah, like massively yeah. self marketing, and, that, and
1: that's the I think that's the it's in the right way is the really important,
0: but also as well, like communication, like you
1: know, that classic line about
0: well, social media is like you know, connecting is more than ever, but people have never felt so lonely. Yeah. Like, I think that's insane, <laughs> yeah, that
1: used to be our strap line on the matter media. Oh, when really? It's like, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I tell you what, before we deep dive, but well, we definitely pinched that from somewhere else, we
0: well, um, well. we should probably like you should just. Probably tell anyone who's watching or watching this in in uh, after we've recorded what uh, who like what is mattermedia because uh, I've, I've shouted out like I've said Josh is joining me today from mattermedia yeah. co-founder of mattermedia but mm. uh, what is the mattermedia like one minute pitch Where, what are you guys all about
1: um, so mattermedia is a start yeah. off as a production company sure. Uh, working largely with brands, and it's kind of morphed into a creative agency that works with uh, businesses and social organisations who want to, predominantly through film, uh, tell stories that um, are meaningful and, and as a as a consequence of that, have a longer-term in, impact on their business, then kind of short throwaway... Um, meaningless content has for them sure and
0: like so you and i've worked together in the past um Mm -hmm. and it always seems that the projects that we work on together when um you get me on as director is you know you work with brands who have got a positive message it's not like necessarily always cold hard advertising like um obviously hire car who's the new startup that um you know uh, car sharing for the community to make yeah. less less pollution yeah. and uh, a better way of reducing our carbon footprint so on and so forth uh, but what was the other, the other, I don't know if you say but the company about the the construction site as well that app, so uh, that yeah. was fascinating yeah
1: so there, uh, there's a company we're working with who've created a uh, effectively a productivity app that uh, builders on huge construction sites of like let's say 20,000 builders use um to help them work out live whilst they're on site how best to use their time yeah. and also if they're feeling stressed or overwhelmed by i mean you can imagine like you know brick nonstop non-stop will probably drive you berserk and lugging things around a site with huge cranes and sure. stuff is it can have a. and to be honest with you like anything that's going on in your personal life and you bring to work with you on a construction site that can be like a danger to your personal safety so they've created an app that enables people who work on sites to basically um have the best most productive work day they could possibly have and if they're feeling stressed and strained it monitors their their well-being and encourages them to take breaks if they're in danger it tells them to possibly like leave the site for a certain period of time um and it's all about helping people's lives not just about Look, it, there's still a commercial aspect to it, it's Absolutely, about making yeah. money for the company that sure. employs them, but there's something really nice about the fact that it's putting the, it's putting the people first.
0: Absolutely, I think that's quite funny, like, <laughs> it's almost like, you know, living in the capital society that we do, there is, um, there's a way of doing capitalism well, do you know mm. what I mean? Like, it's kind of, you can still be, like, socially conscious about the things that you're deciding to do, like in helping to change the world, making the business, uh, the workplace a better place, you know, welfare of your employees. But at the end of the day, yeah, it boils down to brass tacks. It's like, yeah, we're still trying to make money. Yeah. But I guess a lot of it is like that kind of mentality of like, well, how much money are we gonna make? Like, what's our profit margins? Yeah. You know, and it's like small businesses, obviously, you know, feel the strain probably more than big yeah. corporations. But big corporations, they're like, how much they're taking off the top to, and sacrificing down the line like the welfare of employees or so on and so forth. So it's quite interesting that because I think it's like nothing it's, to be ashamed of when you say like, no, it's a ris- like companies like, oh, um, we still want to make money basically. Yeah. In
1: day. And look, like we're still a for profit business, and some of the work that we do is um less socially focused, and it's more about like cash flow and sure. keeping our heads above water. But um You know, there are some things that we're doing as a company that I'm really proud of that that I don't think if we were solely focused on making money, we would be doing. So we just did a a pro bono piece of work for a Femcare brand who are looking to uh, change the way people look at um, and treat periods by trying to provide free Femcare products in workplaces. And And is that um, working
0: directly with the brand?
1: Yeah, so I was working straight with the brand. um, But we didn't charge for our time. We just charged for the hard cost of the project. And it was all about getting a petition to be signed for them. And to be honest with you, at the beginning of the year, if you asked me, like, would I be working on a project to do with periods? I probably wouldn't have believed you. But um, it was a really cool project. And actually, we did it largely because of our... um, team member, um, being really passionate about the brand and wanting to help them. So my co-founder also called Josh and I, yeah, which, it, which we yeah. work
0: with you guys is one of the first things you have kind of got to <laughs> Yeah, that,
1: is the Josh, Josh and Josh. Josh yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And I uh, always like
0: the thing about the the you guys how you decided who gets the email Josh at Matto Media. Uh, yeah, like
1: obviously that was me. But but other Joshes is, is also direct some of the work as well. So he's Mister Hine. I find that's quite mysterious. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. That's uh, quite nice. Yeah. So it pays off. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah. So we do stuff like that, and and that's now led to us realizing we want to be doing more of that. So every new team member that joins us, we want to be able to help facilitate them pursue a passion project totally. that fits with the matter, kind of manifesto.
0: And it's great, and it's, to be honest it's like, you know, probably the main reason um, to get you down because I think it's your perspective on these things. It's, it's really interesting because, I mean, fuck it, I mean, like, I've done, you know, over the last five years, worked with different agencies over mm. the years and, and production companies. And, I mean, you know what it's like as well, I mean, with your background, it's like, sometimes it's just no soul in anything. Like, in yeah. advertising, it's just like, you know, it's really like, kind of like, you just know that everyone's out there just to make a quick buck. Yeah. And I mean everyone, like, uh, top
1: down. But, the, I, it's, I just think it's a really exciting time in, in the world of marketing and media, because I feel like, um, I just feel like, uh, and you need to provide, and it's the same with us, the way we market ourselves. You, sure. you need to provide way more value than just the product that you're selling. Mm. and the old school mentality of spending loads of money on adverts that were trying to sell something into someone i feel like we've we've definitely moved away from that now and i think you it'll be hard to find a company that didn't understand that value goes well beyond the product that you're providing someone with and it's about and and that's where communications comes in. That's where film comes in as well, is to figure out what can you do to help people, whether yeah. it's entertainment or education or changing perceptions or inspiration. And that's where that's where we're trying to that's where we're trying to carve our our niche. In. Has it been? Um, would you
0: argue it's been quite a hard journey to kind of, if you like, take a little bit more of a, a higher ground, so to speak.
1: A hundred percent. And like I said, like I don't I don't want. The fifteen people watching this to be under any well, illusion. But
0: afterwards, this goes on the channel like uh, as a sort of an archive video as well. So, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. We? I mean, I've got five hundred views. You've got uh, twenty
1: thousand subscribers. Twenty five thousand. Twenty five. That's twenty five thousand more than I do. So that's
0: that's the potential oh. of what this live stream could be. Like twenty five thousand. Well, okay, could okay cool. Yeah. Now
1: you know what. And even if it is fifteen, <laughs> even Can't if it's one 15. person. Well, actually, let's
0: check in. How many like we are? I mean, it could have gone up. Nine. <laughs> oh no, shit, son! We are absolutely dominating the internet right now.
1: Amazing. Um, but this
0: we'll look, we'll look back at this, Josh, in like five years' time. Yeah, Like you know, yeah, Like you know.
1: When when this is part of. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, for those who are watching,
0: we're my laptop's just beneath the camera here, so we're kind of flipping between the ten-second delay of the live stream on YouTube versus the um, encoding software. Learning all of this is just so new to me. But right? this
1: I this is what I love about what you're about though, because you're you're about doing things and you only told me about this, was it? Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Do not fuck yeah. about. And we're doing do it. Do not fuck about. Like there's for me And you can swear on this show as well. You can do whatever you, is, you
0: like, yeah. Yeah. That's another thing as well. Like it's it's
1: So like, well, yeah, let's 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 ask you some questions. So like why have you started this uh Well it's an interesting one because for me, for me, it was it was all it was it
0: was quite interesting because we were talking about this earlier before we, before we went live was the fact that personally I'd had like kind of a year the last year or so had oh, this really like unhealthy same thing an unhealthy relationship with social media
1: yeah
0: and before like I was such a I, I felt like even though I was like only like 25 26 when I was working at YouTube I was still an old man mm. like I mean relatively to the YouTubers like 16 17 18 year olds were coming through yeah. And I had no idea. And like, one of my kind of, sorry, I keep burping, I've not had a beer in a, a long time. Um, he <laughs> <Yeah>, had
1: three weeks. <laughs> three yeah, weeks. Crazy.
0: Three weeks out of beer. About yeah. weddings I got this year, I kind of had to detox. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I, I was always like, considered myself to be like, a little bit out of the curve when it came to YouTube. Because YouTube was so new and exciting, like you know, seven, eight years ago. I mean, it really was like groundbreaking in terms of like channels yeah. and partners and you know, all this kind of stuff. So, um, the reason I kind of my my relationship with social media, I was so late to the like, you know, uh, Instagram. I basically like signed up only about God, like four years ago. Mm. And it's like you know, it's about ten years old yeah. now. And so I, I mean, I even remember when I was like twenty. Three twenty-four. a friend of mine was like, oh, are you on Instagram? I was like, what's that? And she was like, oh, it's an app. It's like photo sharing. And she was like, yeah, download it. And then it said, input your email. And I was like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not putting my email in. <laughs> forget that. And deleted the app. And then I just didn't, and then four years went by. And that was it. And it wasn't until it's like, so that's yeah. why it's kind of for me, I, I, one of my biggest internal fears is missing out on the next big thing. Do you know what I mean? Like I love hearing about what's new, what's Dangerous. Nice. It is, but I think it can also be healthy as well. Yeah, do you know what true. I mean? And like, this is exactly like a product of that. Like this, this whole thing about this is a. N- I say new. I mean fucking hell. Joe Rogan's been doing this for like eight years. Yeah. Um. You know, like big, live streamers have been doing this for a long time. Like live stream gaming on YouTube is fucking massive. This yeah. is the thing. Like I'm 31 years old. Yeah. There's probably 16 year olds that might be watching this at some point, being like. <laughs> Like, granddad, like, live stream. I was doing that, like, when I was 12. You know what I mean? And it's, for me, it's one of those things where I love being part of the, com- like, knowing about the latest technologies, like, what's happening in the world. Because mm. it, makes you, it makes you engage a little bit more. Like, the last thing I want to do is end up, like, kind of, some of the older generations that don't even know how to, like, send an email. Mm. but that for me is like my that's like my worst nightmare
1: it's funny though because someone asked me someone said to me recently you're really uncultured for someone who's in the world of culture and it is true like I'm not on social media I I can't tell you like what the latest filter on Snapchat is or like well Snapchat passed me by you know
0: I I, Snapchat for me was one of those ones that just kind of like I saw it I knew it and I just kind of was like
1: yeah for me but um but it's funny because I think I live my, I learn vicariously through those around me. And I I, I actually quite, in a way, instead of discovering it, I, I like the fact that you're doing this. Sure. And we're in the same world as each sure. other. And I think what I try to do is, if I get an invite to something like this, I'll... I'll try really hard to say yes and make sure. it happen, and then I can kind of learn it from totally. you, as opposed to oh,
0: absolutely. I mean, know? but that's like for for me, it's. I mean, look, this is one big ego project, which we just we spoke about off uh, camera. We did.
1: It's like you know, maybe maybe for you, I'm giving back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but the, but also, it's like it's you know, and I think that's like, well, what's you know, going back to your original question, like social media is just everyone's individual ego project. Yeah. Like. And it's, like, a rise to the top of, like, who can get the most likes or views or subs. Yeah. Which
1: is... And, and I, like, it, I am guilty of that myself. I'll put out something on LinkedIn and, like, I'll be looking at how many people have liked and commented on it. instead. Of, and it's such a difficult, like, as a principle, I say to people that I work with that, it's about the quality of content you put out and over a certain period of time you learn from that. That's and then the more you do it, the better you get, the more people like it, blah, blah, blah. But you you do fall into the same traps.
0: You've got to get to a point where like, not giving a shit. Just stop it,
1: giving a shit. Yeah.
0: But the thing is, is like, because for me, like a lot of it was the videos that I made and are still online. And the work that I make today as a filmmaker, like it's the stuff which I care about, want to share with the world mm. like this, you know, I want to share it with the world. Mm because I'm proud of it, and if only three people watch, I don't give a shit. Like, I literally don't care. Like, yeah. and that's where you got to kind of almost get to. Yeah. Um, and not a kind of angsty, not a kind of like, oh, I don't care if anyone watches my shit, you know, yeah. like, it's, it's being that like kind of like, centred with yourself, mm. and being like, I'm totally cool with this being just what it is, as an entity, and not as a popularity contest. And I think that's where, I, I feel like there's kind of like, you know, like kind of, uh, the way I like like see it in my head is like kind of the older you are, like the further you, the way you are from a kind of like a boulder rolling down a hill, and you've got enough time to run out of the way. And I feel like unless you're kind of like headstrong enough as a sort of a younger generation that's kind of grown up a little bit more, um, I guess natively with social media, is you're gonna that, that rock's just gonna basically like to take you. And you mm. can't have the chance to, and that's kind of like where I feel like I just you know I just kind of like got out in time so to speak. Even though that's not like that accurate, but. The last year, that's where this kind of like my relationship with social media's got to. I kind of like have U turned, and I'm so,
1: like, so. what do you? What do you produce on social? So, what for do you example, it, I, for example,
0: this is like a big thing. So, like for me, like if you look back at my Instagram feed, it used to be like all kinds of stuff. Like, kind of, I take photos of like me at the pub with friends, and then it was like, oh, here's an arty photo of this and that, you know, whatever. And it was all very much very conscious of like, I know other people are watching this kind of yeah. stuff, yeah, right? And that is that was kind of you know playing the you know the instagram game so to speak and then i started like as i became more of a serious sort of filmmaker serious filmmaker i should say i um you just checking that's not really
1: cool. <laughs> like is that is that the right place in the shot that you asked me to earlier
0: up? early we were like well we can't have yeah. it in shot no, we're just an like,
1: alky. yeah <laughs> i mean it does <laughs> yeah but uh, uh,
0: that looks like that more look, like suggestive that looks kind of like yeah you know cool that's great um okay a last uh, the last Instagram. year, yeah. I I, yeah, I I kind of I stopped posting personal photos. Mm. So I was like, this is a professional out there. I want people to see still frames from my films, or like behind the scenes, or like push them to work. That was that's all I want to use it for, okay? Mm. And then I was like, but why? And I started asking that question. I was like, because I wanted to like directors and producers and DPs and mm. like other people to like think that oh, he's he's a really serious filmmaker. I mean, he's he's serious, like you know. And I was kind of compensating for the fact that I wasn't on, like, the, the biggest sets with, like, the best cameras yeah. and, the, you know. And, like, there are people out there in the film industry, as you know, like, you know, at the top of their games. And they yeah. can post all of that cool yeah. fucking shit. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, you're, you know, you're absolutely killing it. And that's where I kind of was comparing myself to, yeah. which was so unhealthy. It
1: is totally. And it's those, uh, and, and I know it from Matter as well. It's uh, It's so easy to fall into the trap of comparing yourself to where other people are at and um, and you never compare yourself to to where people that are aspiring to be like you are. You only ever look up and around and and, and you're right. I think once you start... The, the healthy thing to do is to ask why you're doing it Turing. and then... Uh, and it, was it the five whys? Once you ask why five times, you get to the core reason why you're actually...
0: Yeah, I've not heard that. That's yeah. quite good. I So love ask yourself why, why and then I was, ask yourself why. But that was what... Um... That was in uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. The um, the idea of what your values are. Like yeah. You Get lower and lower and lower. Yeah. To your like, core. To your core, like what is the value? Yeah. You know, I suppose that's really good. Five Ys. I like that.
1: Yeah. So um, so yeah. So it's funny because then you can start thinking about when you're posting stuff up. Once you get to the that it's a, it's meaningful for you yeah. and not really to anybody else. Totally. Then you're in a great place. And then that's then social media is amazing. And, right, yeah. and, I, and I felt like everything I was consuming and everything I was putting out was just feeding totally. this whole ego trip for everybody.
0: Totally, I, it's, a really, it's a really interesting one because I think my because I used to work in house at YouTube and I had a lot of experience working mm. with YouTubers and, and have done in my you know the years after that as a you know as a director working in content land with with influencers. There's always that kind of thing with new media and like social media, particularly like, you know, vloggers, is traditional mainstream. Like, if you are an actor, right, you'd be an actor, and obviously you'd be you, your ego, stuff like that. And then you'd be part of a project, mm. okay? And then there's the audience. Mm. So you've kind of got this like breakwater in between you and the audience, mm. the, the thing that you're working on or what yeah. it is. And if that came with negative, positive, great, happy days. If it came with negative, it was like, well, there's a breakwater there. So like there was nothing to kind of like necessarily attack you personally. And I feel that what's happened with like the last 10 years with social media and, you know, social media stars, so to speak, is there's no degree of separation between them and their products because they are the product. They are the kind of, the thing that's being analyzed, being critiqued, you know, good or bad. And I feel that that's what is the, probably the biggest difference with social media, is the fact that these young... I say
1: young, but, like, you know, the, the these, these well, They're guys, half our age, in all fairness, most Well, of them.
0: they are, but but, but yes and no. I think that, you know, there's guys now in their kind of, you know, late 20s who are, like, you know, that kind of... Like that, that vanguard, the guys yeah. who are coming through, particularly with YouTube, who are, like, now... Um, yeah, they're kind of 10-year veterans. Like, yeah. 10 years yeah. they've been doing what they've been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like... They've been through the ring, you know, and mm. it's and they've got to po- hopefully a point where they're happy with the content they're making. And fair fucks to anyone who's still making content after ten years.
1: Oh, amazing,
0: particularly if it's the same content. Like there's some YouTubers who are like d- have been doing the same stuff for like eight, nine years, yeah. and I'm just like, you know what, respect. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Especially like daily vloggers. A guy yeah. called uh, Louis Cole, Fun for Louis. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
1: Is I, he still going? still. I haven't seen him for, for years. He's still pretty much uploading. Tra- he's still pretty. much... He's still traveling. Still traveling, that's like just, unbelievable. Just cycle
0: to Africa from uh, London what to dude? Africa.
1: That's amazing. And
0: like you know, he sends out a positive message, but but uh, you know, it's like like making a like regardless if it's a vlog or whatever, mm, every right. day. Yeah, yeah. And he's still doing it. I'm like, that's awesome. my God, this man is like... I
1: mean, the guy's been traveling since <laughs> I was like 15 years <laughs> old.
0: <laughs> it's an absolutely insane. But so, and I guess that kind of leads into the point about like saying, yeah, that's positive use of social media. Yeah, totally. This guy's making stuff that he's positive, like, sending out a good message. He's obviously passionate about it. it was, he wouldn't be doing it by yeah. now. If he was looking for some sort of, like, hierarchy of validation, mm. he... He's reached it. He reached it five years ago, but yeah. he's still doing it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of quite interesting, especially if the views uh, dip as well. And his have like you know, off the top of my head, I think he's done like one point two mil subs. Yeah. And sort of conversion rate of like seventeen to twenty five k views. So we're talking about like what? What's that like a one to one thousand yeah, ratio? Yeah. of... Of of the, subs, do subsidy you think, ratio, like,
1: what Casey's doing versus subscribers? Yeah, like Casey's one of the few YouTubers like got like two, a pop- three million per video, and he's probably got ten million. He's on seven
0: point eight or nine, I think.
1: I was a fan of his when he was on two hundred thousand subscribers. I can beat that. Really? I, I, I was. Oh, man. I, I was. I I, was, I, the, I first
0: found out about Casey Neistat. I made a video with me cycling around London. Yeah. And uh, a friend, funny enough, a friend of mine, uh, a guy called Tom, commented, and I, read I remember the comments, that one. And he said. You're like the UK Casey Neistat. Yeah,
1: that's and I was like the best confluencer. And I was
0: like, who the fuck's? <laughs> I like, who the fuck's that like? guy? <laughs> and I was like, so I, I checked him out, and the um, and then I was like, oh, this dude. Yeah. Like, and I'd been watching all of his kind of like brand stuff, yeah, like Nike, like Mercedes, Nike yeah. Like like back in the day stuff, like because his cycling down damp- um, uh, cycle routes video, yeah. That was like with I was showing that to mates. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was yeah. just like, and you know he was just like a the godfather of, uh, you know. He was. He, he was, was the godfather. He was, he was doing
1: it YouTube before YouTube. YouTube was even
0: a thing. And once again, like, you know, people can give Casey Neistat as much stick as they like. Fucking sirens.
1: There we go. It's unbelievable. This is Appropriate what, like, this for is, the like bike film. natural.
0: You're getting like the raw, real, uncut yeah. version, unfiltered. We're
1: not in the Amazon, just in case you thought we were yeah. on a cruise. Um, Casey, like the thing about
0: Casey was, Give him as much stick as you like, but he was doing his thing before it was even a thing. So it's like this guy is like not doing. Obviously, he's doing it for like you know whatever subs and money or whatever it may be or notoriety. But yeah, he. I mean, he was he was the um, he would be doing it now even if he only had ten thousand subscribers. Yeah, I mean
1: that he would still be doing this. It's all of his talks are all around that. It's just about Brilliant. doing it for the love of uh, of doing it. Really? Yeah, mm. absolutely.
0: And I guess that's kind of
1: going back to the question
0: you were saying about you know, why are we doing this or, you know, why is this interesting to me? It's because from someone who's made videos which has been rec- pre-recorded, mm. you know, and as a filmmaker, you can make yourself to be the shit. Mm. Like, you really can. And this for me is like a challenge whereby you're getting an unfiltered version. Mm. Yeah, there's no re- There's no script, there's no kind of whatever. And that's what's really exciting because I think it can hopefully sort of cut through that negative feedback loop of social media, potentially mm. video content, where it's like, oh my God, look how amazing these guys' mm. lives are, and so on and so forth, Casey or Zoella or whoever it may be, like these, these You apps... also, they don't really,
1: sorry to interrupt, no. but they, it's very, I might be wrong here, but I feel like it's quite rare that you get to see the vulnerability of a lot of these influencers. It's very, mm. it's, it's still very Selective. produced, in totally. spite of the fact that it's very homemade. Totally. I, and you want to learn you do want to understand more about
0: but it's so it's so funny though because for me is like it's really sticky territory here because some influencers do share a huge amount on youtube yeah. and someone argue too much I mean that's you know you can't answer that but like you know there's there's particularly some examples of of in, um of youtubers who obviously have turned to YouTube in their genesis as being a mode of communication as a way of sort of like seeking validation whatever it may be they rise to these kind of like you know uh, huge sub numbers but they're still carrying that same kind Mm. of like baggage and when you say you don't necessarily see that vulnerability some people do share it I know some people do and but it's quite it's how they share it which is the which is the tricky question as
1: in they're sharing it because they know that it's gonna well if you're being cynical you're saying it's like why do people share photos of their babies on
0: no well yes and no it's more it's more like having how they how many of them are sharing their kind of negative sides hmm. for um having sort of as attention seeking and, that's what I, that's yeah. what i kind
1: of mean yeah, yeah. it's so difficult that or it's versus, like you don't like, want to judge for that it's terrible to I mean, judge but quite, is that you being a dick
0: yeah, exactly. But you know? also, like, how many like, youngsters are watching like, YouTube content where YouTubers are having a hard time and they're in their bedrooms suffering from similar things going like, oh, I yeah. identify with that. Like you know, and that for me is like a great thing. Yeah, how many many big issues have been like sort of discussed by YouTube as a platform? Like you know, transgender issues, LGBT issues, um, issues about racism or whatever it may be. Like it it allows this massive um, forum for people to engage with and and start dialogues and communication and 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 allow other voices besides that which is promoted through mainstream media to come through. And it's like that is that is the shit. Like that Mm. is what it's all about. But. An individual who might be suffering from X, Y, and Z problems who then takes those problems and then pushes them online seeking purely to feel better about themselves by getting like comments being like, oh, don't worry, like, you're great, you're amazing, this kind of stuff. It's like, that's unhealthy. Yeah, like, that's That's not a great thing. So you've got to be true to yourself as, I think, as a sort of a content creator and be like, okay, why? why? bless you ask the five why's why am I making this why why, 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 bring it down bring it down bring it down you know it's really interesting Um, that I guess kind of like taps in a little bit to like the thing we were saying about the other day when we met which was like you you know and and everyone's got their like everyone Mm. that's what it's called everyone's Everyone's still got got their shit shit. like this is this thing where it's like even you, you know YouTubers like you and I everyone around us like everyone's walking around with some sort of black cloud in their head like following them around and you've got to you've got to kind of um, realize that that's the situation like you're not alone in that kind of like play. yeah you're, you're you know,
1: not, in like a, not in a not in a it's not a valid it's difficult It's not a validation in the sense that you're um, you're your it's okay because everyone else is going through this shit, so this person must be miserable. It's yeah. it's not that. It's it's just firstly realising that you're obviously, you're, you're not alone. Yeah, but totally. All, but I think it's important to realise that in the sense that contentment isn't based on what you're seeing on your screens in that Instagram photo totally. or in that video. Totally. On YouTube, it's... Because ah. it, it wouldn't be with you if you were doing it as well. And that's totally. why I realised pu- that wasn't a reflection of, of necessarily who I was. And it's certainly not a reflection of, of the other people. We,
0: um, I totally, I mean, I, do you know a YouTube channel, Jack's Gap, by any chance?
1: Yeah. So um, one of the, so
0: it's originally set up by two brothers. Yeah, two, two brothers, twins, yeah. yeah. So Jack Harrys recently did a, I saw on his social media, Um, it's just honestly like it is is that
1: still going again totally out of touch with it yeah no like, they were doing some cool stuff they were were,
0: were the fastest growing YouTube channel in in, I think is either UK or world history they got something like a million subs in three weeks or something I might be totally wrong they set up what was it The Good The Good Collective collective, so The Good Collective they did three episodes of Jack yeah, I mean, like, to be honest, I'm, not, I'm a little bit vague on the, kind of the, the personal history of the channel, but, yeah, The Good Collective, where mm. he was starting to make content for brands and, like, do stuff with... Stuff um, for good.
1: Stuff, stuff that matters.
0: Good. Well, I mean, whether it was massive or not, he was doing stuff with, like <laughs> tourist boards and like getting sent. Yeah. But you know, uh, Jack was a talented filmmaker, you know. Yeah, Respected. Totally. Respected as a filmmaker. It wasn't just sort of like, you know, moronic, like fucking, you know, I'm a vlogger and I'm here
1: doing the same old shit. Like, you know, actually skillful editing, shooting, whatever. But uh, there's nothing wrong in being that person, is there, Jack? What do you mean? Being the moronic person in front of camera. If you're
0: happy being the moronic yeah. person, if that's all your vibe is. Yeah. Totally cool. Just although to Yeah, although to be fair, I guess my my shtick with the kind of It's funny, going and I, I can I can reflect personally on this. So like if I go out and make a short film and upload that on YouTube, it'll probably get, let's say, X amount of views, right? Yeah. And that's something that as you know as a, you know, as a producer, it's like takes blood, sweat and tears yeah, to, yeah, make, to make this yeah. Soap, right? And
1: then some douche farts in front of camera. Or like or if so I many... fart in front of
0: the camera, yeah. I'll get ten thousand views. <laughs> if I make a video about making machine
1: gun noises Or if you you make a fart noise through through your mouth. Because of the incredible asset you have, which Ex- is your voice box.
0: There we go. Exactly. Like if I, if I made a video of me doing sound effects, it's yeah. going to get way more views than the specifically
1: hot... fart sound. effects.
0: Yeah, sure. Anything. Yeah. Like I mean, if I if I do stupid shit, it's yeah. going to get more views, right? Yeah. So then, but what's you
1: have... the what's the it if you're it's it's difficult because like you're obviously. From a commercial sense, you want to do it because it no. would get you... But then from a personal sense, that's, like, not why you should be doing it. But because, that's the question. Yeah. That
0: is, ex- that is, like, what I faced with Jack versus Life. I knew that the shit that I was doing, which got more views, yeah. is, like, where some creators walk down that garden path. They yeah. go, oh, fuck, like, what, me doing sound effects? Yeah. Great, I'm, I can do loads of that shit. Yeah. It's, like... That is, like, what you think the audience wants. Yeah. And you've got to start walking down that path. Yeah. I never want to do that. Like, no. You know, it's like, that's not... right. So, I'll carry on doing my own stuff, regardless of the views, regardless yeah. of the online validation through metrics. I'll keep doing what I'm proud of. Yeah. And that's, the, and that's the difficult part, because I think, if you're seeking popularity, then f- <laughs> you're going to go down path B, in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and a lot of... I know a lot of creators who have. And where's the longevity in that? There isn't. They just crash and... Well, they they
1: kind of don't crash and burn they just
0: keep going even though deep down inside they're like fuck well
1: I think I think from a like commercial and popularity sense it makes sense but if you're trying to pursue like a wholesome life where you feel contentment and a balance in your life then that's probably going to burn you out quite quickly whereas if you go down the other route there may not be the popularity wins and you may not make the money that you make going down that route but ultimately over a longer period of time if all else as well financially you can keep yourself totally, your totally. head above water etc and you continue down that path then totally. then that is the, that I is suppose, ultimately um, the route you want to head down
0: I suppose we kind of reflect it like you know with your company it's yeah. like it's exactly the same principle there's yeah, totally. like you could easily make X kind of stuff and get probably you know better views, better traction, or whatever it may be. Yeah. and But it wouldn't, let's say, nurture the soul as much.
1: But what's really interesting is, particularly in the brand world, it's really difficult because people are so cynical. You've got to do it really... Like, I saw this amazing Corona... Um, print campaign in Old Street, if you're right. there anytime soon, and it, it's there. Is that they, the plastic bottle thing? Yeah. Yeah, I
0: saw it. It's amazing. Amazing, amazing. right? Just um, explain what it is in the agency. So
1: basically, if you go on my uh, LinkedIn there. channel, <laughs> uh, just look me up, you'll see a video I posted, and basically Washington Corona LinkedIn have channel? done, just type in Joshua Feynman, Matt Amede and you'll find me. It's at the bottom here, guys. It's, it's
0: scrolling just here.
1: It's you know. somewhere, you know. Um, and if not, it, you'll find it somehow. But if you don't, then don't worry about it. I'll put it, it in, the description. You'll move on. I'll put in the description of this video. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's this amazing big out-of-home poster campaign for Corona um, where there are three or four billboards, and on them they've got different images of beautiful beaches, and it's got, like, Chris Hemsworth surfing and underwater And then over the course of 48 hours, out of one of the images that came, they started placing lots of like real-life bottles and plastics. And then they've turned it into this huge plastic wave. And if you now look at Chris Hemsworth surfing on a wave, it's actually him surfing on a plastic wave. And it's a project that we know uh, one of the people that are working on it. Hey, Joe Walton, if you're watching. Um, Hashtag Joe Walton. Hashtag Joe Walton. Um, and Corona are cleaning up 100 beaches around the world over the next five years, and they're doing it uh, in partnership with Parley, which is this big charity organisation that are looking to clean up the ocean's plastics. And... Um, it, so you it, vibe off of that? I okay. vibe off of it. Not because, like, I think every single brand needs to have a CSR route, and that to be front and centre of what they do. What's but, CSR? Sorry, Corporate Social Responsibility. Okay. So... Um, not because I think every brand needs to be this moral brand, and but I feel like the way Corona have done it feels really... There's commercial potential in doing it, but the detail they've gone into to make sure that this is a long-term campaign, not just a PR one, I thought was amazing. Yeah. I can't remember how we've gone to talk about this, but I'm trying to loop it back I, to that. No, no,
0: no. I, I asked you... I Basically, it was because I was saying it's the same sort of like principle
1: as oh, with what Swan,
0: someone can do something for popularity and yeah. guarantee getting more yeah. traction yeah. versus doing something with a bit more style. So,
1: yeah. So, with with I, I know examples of other brands that have tried to latch onto this thing that younger people care about the environment and about um,
0: well, like social great, issues. Basically.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, and, you know, and and they're trying desperately to get in on that conversation. Whereas I feel like Corona have gone about it in a really cool way because, um, because they are cleaning up 100 a, a beaches because every single piece of plastic that you saw in that campaign, supposedly came from people going on Brighton Beach and cleaning up the beach there um, because this is a five-year plan for them because it's not the only thing they're positioning themselves as like lots of cool elements that have made up this thing but the brilliant thing about it and this is something that I find is really interesting is actually like there will be no doubt that that has commercial benefits to them as an organization but... As long as that isn't the main reason why they're doing it, I think that's the important thing. They're doing it because it's part of a much bigger plan that they have, which is, if they want to stand for something, how can they, how can they live that authentically, and it forms part of that.
0: Sure. And I
1: think I think they've done really well. Because and
0: of do you think? I mean, so just playing devil's advocate here, the, the this kind of the the cynic in me yeah. thinks that you hit the nail on the head. It's like brands want to be part of the conversation which is happening in the zeitgeist yeah okay and that could be something that's so inconsequential like it could be something like really um like the royal wedding mm. okay it's not like a kind of you know whatever but they'll sort of tap into that what temp polling essentially um and they'll tap into that and whatever and right now it's like plastic is you know becoming really like a part of a lot of conversations which are happening around what we need to be doing and and fair fucks like you know that is exactly the conversations that we need to be having i guess really i feel bad that we're living in an age in western society where it's the brands which are the ones we listen to do you know what i mean like oh if if corona's making this campaign about it and you turn your head and look at the thing that they're doing yeah great for corona and great for you know social awareness and making sure that that's a thing which you know is getting on my radar it seems to me like a bit of a shame that Corona, you know, out of all the things like a big, major, multi corporate, you know, multinational brand yeah. is doing it. Um, you know, and that's not to say that the government, you know, the government are doing it, but it's just funny how the government's not as sexy as cool or as kind of, I guess, uh, engaging as you know, massive brands are. Do you, know what, do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 a bit of a shame, really. Like we should just be doing this, having these conversations without the help of you know brands, basically. Yeah. I-
1: and in an ideal world, yes we can. And also I'm I f I feel like I'm also quite cynical when it comes to how certain brands are trying to behave or how what they're trying to do to piggyback off of an interesting social sure. issue. Um but like to be honest with you, it's the it's something that I feel like irrespective of people's cynicism towards it it's still as long as it's done in the right way it's still serving a really good purpose right yeah, and totally. so like actually like i'm sure there are people out there that can look at the corona campaign and say like, well actually what they're not doing is blah 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 blah, blah. But isn't it better that people are doing something about yeah, it? Totally. And if whether it's a brand or not, like isn't it cool that actually yeah, I mean, it's becoming right, yeah. part of pop culture yeah, absolutely. conversation? Yeah. I think where where the problem and where people fall down is like when you've got Volkswagen claiming that they're cleaning up the world's energy and actually they're not and they're tricking you into And
0: yeah. Well, yeah. of
1: course. I mean that's that's kind of it's kind of like trust in
0: in brands and, and you know and that's what every brand wants. Everyone like every brand wants to be perceived as being your best friend in a way. Yeah, I'm like, is know, that
1: the right? Is is because like so we're both we work in and around advertising, right? Yeah. And I find that's a constant struggle. Is like I'm trying to make stuff that matters, yet
0: yeah. well, matter media.
1: Yeah, well, exactly, <laughs> right. But like a lot of how a lot of our clients are, are brands, and a lot of them want you to ultimately do things that is going to make them more business and more money. So, so is it right that the conversations that we're trying to start with brands, and this is just a a question to you because I feel like from what I said before, I know that actually, as long as you're starting that conversation, it's a really good thing. But do you find that you struggle with advertising in the current form, which is making interesting shit that people are going to want to watch? It's really, I mean, it's, good. it's a really good question. I don't even know if it was a question. No, I, I, know, I know what you're saying.
0: You're basically saying, like, why, you know, when a brief comes along, or like, hey, Jack, someone's interested in shooting this, like, you know, what are your thoughts? All this kind of stuff. For me, it always boils down to the set, like, you know, kind of two criteria. like, all right, what can we do visually? Yeah. Okay. And that's the first thing. That's like, kind of like, if you like the sexiness of it. Like, okay, is it a talking head, black and white interview in a fucking gray box corporate building? You know, well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and that's and that's totally fine. You know, whatever. So that's the first thing. Like, if someone was like open, breathe. How do you attack this visually? I'm like, okay, great. Like, this is what I'd like to do. This is cool. But obviously, as you know, you have this chain of commands, and you're, essentially, you're the middleman between the brand and essentially the director. So that's kind of like where you guys sit. Like, the director wants to push it out one way. Yeah. And you've got to go like kind of take that kind of um, you know make it client friendly and then it kind of you know bananas a little bit and eventually you'll kind of get to like a nice little comrade which is obviously exactly how the world works uh, well advertising world so but when it comes to stuff where it's like I mean I think you and I we worked on that um, high car project mm. and straight away I was like this is yeah, fucking this rad is, yeah. I was like this is rad I mean you rang me up and were like I won't go to feet but you know you were like look it's not You know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm in. Like, I'm so in. Like, because it was just like, it was a project which was about making the world a better place. Mm. And I think we can all work towards that in our professional lives, not necessarily all the time, but certainly if you feel that you can afford to, you know, sacrifice a bit of time, sacrifice potential wages, whatever it may be, then rock on. Like, do Mm. it. That's what we should all be doing. And I think that that can easily allow you to feel a bit more content in your life. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that that kind of thing for happiness we are talking about earlier like contentment is when you feel like you're paying it for a little bit mm. more. It's so important. Mm. Um, but I guess when it comes to most projects I mean look from a personal point of view yeah I mean look you've got to keep the lights on you've got to get paid.
1: And that's, that's, that's the that's the big challenge right? So like and, and take it from your point of view you, from your and with we're trying to Make it grow a company yeah, we're trying exactly. to survive as a business and, and I've you know wage, it's not just wages to pay yeah exactly and um, and I think that's always the biggest struggle is balancing doing the stuff that keeps the light on with the stuff that you want to be doing sure. Yeah. yeah um, do you feel like
0: as a I mean this is kind of one thing I wanted to touch on which is like we talked about this on Tuesday, I, can't, I can't believe it was Tuesday <laughs> we were talking yeah. it was like Tuesday Sunday yeah we're now like. yeah yeah um but there was one thing we talked about, which was the, like, what, uh, I guess I'll take it back. What was the genesis of you and Josh, or was it just you on your own, starting this company? Like, how hard was that decision to actually start thinking about, right, I'm going to do my own thing. Like, I'm going to break away. Because yeah. what was your
1: background before that? I was in, I was in uh, the finance. I let, I, yeah, and. Um, and Total
0: it, what, what, finance?
1: Yeah, I was. Like traditional I, banker. Not traditional banker. I was e- effectively a professional. I wasn't a professional poker player, but I took my skills from poker and applied it to the market. So I kind wait, of guessed which that, way the markets that, went. I never knew
0: that. So when you say professional poker, what, what we talk. Well, oh, no,
1: no, I wasn't a professional poker you player. Played a lot I played of poker. tons of poker. And then I got a job where I effectively <laughs> took the skills I learned from poker and applied it to the which way the market should sure, okay. go.
0: But in terms of the going back to the genesis of poker playing, <laughs> like did you like were you treating it as basically a job playing poker? Like, no, is it, is no, it, no, 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 you no, no. Having
1: enough money to make a living from it. No, right? no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I may have I may have confused you, Jack. I w- I played a lot of poker at school and uni, and then when I left school and uni. I wanted to figure out a way that I could get the buzz of of playing poker without being a professional poker player. Got it. I found a career path that allowed me to do that. Got it. And after three years of doing that and having 10 screens around me and um, learning lots, but also realizing that I just wasn't feeling fulfilled from it, I left, moved into film finance. And then. What age were you at at that point when you. I was probably like 24. Okay. 25 24. Um, yeah, so I went into film finance, uh, where we I was helping people invest in independent feature films.
0: So that that transition to the film industry specifically. Was yeah. there any
1: kind of reason? Yeah, uh, yeah, I love love films. I, I like I've always loved, I mean, like everyone does, I've always loved music. Uh, and films I also have like a, a weird I don't know like the best knowledge of film but I know really weird random things um and I I'd watch a lot of films right so um I knew it. I wanted to move into that and I felt like what I'd learned from finance I could apply to film finance and I could then get into that world and then figure out once I was in there what I wanted to do in it I learned very quickly that um, it was film finance, but it was still finance at the end of the day. And was that I presume working inside a company? You weren't freelance. You no, I was. was, Yeah, I was working at a company. Okay, right. Um, Really lovely people. Like learned lots from them. But then I think I was about eighteen months in. I travelled around the west coast of America. I went to a festival called Burning Man. Sure. um, And somewhere between. A choir singing at sunset to a naked man hugging my wife i uh, decided i'm gonna quit my job when i come home
0: wait 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 <laughs> it, you could pinpoint it to burning man
1: yeah like you're kind of my yeah it's so cheesy i, wait,
0: I mean like it just sound like a little bit like postcardy it is, but it
1: is postcardy no i was look i was 75 percent there pre-burning man right I was like thinking about, do I want to do this? Is there something else I want to do? And then I went to Burning Man, and when I was there, I was like, right, there, come home. I'm just going to quit my job and figure out what I want to do. And, and film. it was it that fast. And it was, yeah. Oh like the dare that's, I got that's, home. Like,
0: that's like the dream. That's like the
1: kind of. It was. That
0: is so rock and roll. It like, was. that is like what I yeah. think a lot of people working in corporate structures do think about all the time. It
1: was rock and roll. It was very, it's very stupid, but. Very why, why was it stupid? Because this is pre kids, yeah. So you know what? Like maybe it wasn't stupid. Uh, let's put it this way: like uh, I, I could take the risk. I don't think what I did was right for everyone. Sure. Like I feel like I get that. you've I either get got to be in a position in life, like financially and socially, where you can take that risk for a period of time, or. You've got to have incredible passion and accept that you might fail, but not care about that. And I totally agree. I like. I totally agree with that. Like, but
0: for me, a, a big factor is that a lot of people who are in a situation where they might be having those thoughts, the idea, the risk factor involved. I've always just thought and it's the same with myself. It's like, look if push comes to shove, yeah, like, just you just get a job. yeah, like, And I've always, and look, that's that's talking from a privileged point of view and I get that. I 1,000% yeah. get that. Yeah. That's the only position I can talk from. yeah. Um, And so for me, the idea that it's never been, it, it's amazing to have that kind of, um for, you know, that kind of, I guess, lack of inhibition to do yeah. it, right? Whereas for me, that's never registered. I've never been like, you know, obviously, as you know, I worked at Google and it's kind of, I quit yeah. that job. But it was never like, people come up to me like, Oh, you quit your job? Like I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah. I'll just get another fucking job if it doesn't yeah, work out. Like, it's not... And it's the same, you know... And do you, like to be honest with you, that's the mindset I still have to this day. It's, it's like, fine. if Matter Media fucks up, like, I'll find a job somewhere. <laughs> you You're know? so employable. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm not sure about that, but yeah. yeah I disagree. I mean, yeah, but yeah. I, uh... Yeah, so... So that was like a big moment, actually. So I, I got home, quit my job, Um, and then, um, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I had really, luckily I had a mate who, um, just, just pause
0: it. My auntie's text me said, uh, make sure you say hi. Hi, hi, Tommy. Tommy? Uh, yeah. So Thomasina. Ah, oh, I've never, never. Yeah, met. no, it's a great name. And, Hi, and, Tommy. And my cousin, her daughter, is called Freddie. Oh, can I just see if my family have? That's what I was checking. I wasn't being rude. Just checking my phone because we've got here at the bottom of the screen tweet or comment. And, and have we, I'm, I'm looking. at... Have down. we got any tweets? We've or got comments? people saying
1: like, this we've got so far. Love your optimism, optimism Jack. I Rob love Skinner. his optimism as from well. Mike Skinner. Um, have we got any? Que- can we ask for questions from the audience?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it it's just there.
1: goes to his explanation of why he's doing it from my mum.
0: Very last minute, but I've been asked. All oh, right. And it goes to the explanation why he's why he's doing it. Well, I don't get that. What
1: should I say go on the channel? Oh, she's not tuning in. Well, that was no question. Should, yeah, I know. She should be tuning in. Anyway, mum. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit. I'm a
0: little bit tipsy I'm
1: so drunk right now. <laughs> But I have a terrible, terrible... Tolerance. uh, Tolerance. Really? Awful. Awful. Uh, Always? As a Jew, I have an incredible tolerance to food levels, but when it (laughs) comes to alcohol...
0: What's the the Jewish food tolerance? I don't know that.
1: I, I would say, not wishing to stereotype, but Jews love their food. Right, okay. And most Jewish people I know... Like, for instance, if I'm sitting across the... I notice this when I have meetings with clients, right? We, If I'm having a meal, let's say we go out for a lunch sure. or a breakfast or whatever, we sit down, we get which our food. Which often happens. Which often happens, yeah. In your life, Sit level. down, get our food, and then after five minutes of talking and finishing my plate, I look over the table and the other person hasn't even barely started their food and I finish mine.
0: Right, I see. So, like,
1: I can dominate food.
0: What, fast eater?
1: Yeah. Like... Like... Un- Like horror to the to the point where I noticed with my son that he's a he eats his food so quick it. Makes me feel sick how quickly he eats food, but it's because he he watches me eat food. That's
0: interesting because I'm a fast eater as well. There might be I'm a, not, I'm,
1: you might be a little well. Little I, bit think of my, that, I think genes my I um, think my I think my grandma was Jewish, but it's it was kind of makes sense. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. yeah wow. Well, now, there you go. But,
1: funny but bit, you Tommy you also can drink pretty well. Yeah, and
0: I drink fast as well. Yeah. Uh, and my auntie Tommy, who just texted in, she's a, a really fast eater. Okay. So there's always she a, might be Jewish. Yeah well. yeah. well, I don't think there's any Jewish no. on that side of the family. <laughs> but they they but there's always a thing like we are super fast. But I think it's it's never been a conscious thing for me. Like I've never I never thought about it being a fast eater until my adult years. But obviously
1: I never It's a big like, thing. Big, thing, like with like juices. big thing with Jews is big thing with juices. Well it's not that we it's not like that's it. It's just food is the is the absolute central point that yeah, connects family and friends. Course, so yeah. like Friday night dinner, all the family comes around, three courses. By meal. the way, everyone
0: with a headphone on my yeah, yeah, head just yeah, fucking so, love that. Bang. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You've Carry got on. three co- you got chicken soup, you got chicken roast, and you got you got your dessert afterwards. Like every festival it's just like a table full of food and then possibly there's a bottle of wine to sure. serve twenty people, but that's as far as it my,
0: goes. My my knowledge, um you know, I, I feel like I'm fairly cultural, but my, my knowledge of uh Jewish meals, like do you drink beer at Jewish meals? Or it, well, it's wine. It's <laughs>
1: No. (laughs) No, no bit. Always wine. It's not even wine. That's what I'm saying. Like, the focus is the food. Sure. And and there were, like, like, case in point, uh, Friday night just happened. There were probably 12 to 15 of us around the table. There was no alcohol. And there were four courses. Wow. Yeah. It is, like, it's weird. So, and I'm not saying, like, there's anything right or wrong about it. I'm just saying, like, therefore. Wow just I'm not very good with booze and no. I don't think many of my friends who are Jewish are either well this is the thing like time. after
0: three weeks of off the booze like it's kind of like well no I mean like I'm, you, I'm
1: giddy you, you know like, you know I'll I would not sing at karaoke just
0: yet, no. you know, and I probably wouldn't get up to be the first dancer. But I mean, if there was a you know go. a dance going on, I'll you know be up there. She goes karaoke. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, um, so we sorry. I totally like. We just, did, uh, but dissect uh, that into dissected. Uh, so you were saying it's a that quip. you're your yes, yeah, so you're quitting your job. So you've got past um, Burning Man. You've turned to your wife. So I'm quitting my job. That's yeah. it.
1: Like, and like, I'm gonna. I want to do something in film. I remember sending an email to like. My closest group of friends. I said, look, I'm quitting my job. I want to get into film. Sure. I have no network. I have no knowledge. Because your network is just purely My finance. network was fine, And even if it was film finance, like, the truth of it is, it was a lot of, like, people that wouldn't have been able to help me unless I wanted to be... And, like, also, I wanted to run before I could walk, right? Type so, two. like, I didn't, rightly or wrongly, didn't want to be a runner on set. I was, like, also 26, 27 at the time. I had a pretty well-paid job. Sure. so." I needed to figure out how could I do what I wanted to do but do it in a way where I could come into a company and I could help influence them.
0: Now, so that's interesting. So you were never at a point where you were, from that initial thought process, going, I'm going to do my own thing.
1: Not at that point. Not at that point. So you're going to quit your job. But it was never like, I'm going to quit my job and start my own company. No, no. At that point, I was like, right, I'm going to quit my job. Ah! And once that was over... I was like, right. I want to get into film. I'm going to find an opportunity somewhere. And very luckily, um, a very like very distant old friend of mine ran like a small production company. There were three or four of them, and my skill was kind of sales, I guess. Like I never really considered myself a salesperson, but I guess that were my skills today. Because
0: it's funny knowing you now, as as you know co-founder of matter and as a you know producer and you know exec producer i would never i would just like literally pigeonhole you as a producer's characteristics from like birth like you know what i mean like you are just like kind of so good at producing what is that am i just like great people like you're kind of you know i mean like the thing is like you you are that kind of perfect middle ground between you get the creative you get the people you get the money side of things you just you gel, like, that perfect kind of producer quality, which is to, like, keep all the cogs turning, like, make sure that, you know, everyone is feeling fulfilling their jobs, like, so I would have, I would have basically, like, said, like, oh, yeah, you started as a runner when you were 18, and now you're a producer. Oh,
1: thank you, that means a lot, yeah, so, so, yeah, so I guess I, I, I had it, also coincided with the decision, I, uh, I ended up producing a Producing, directing, starring in <laughs> oh, one of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A film for my mate for his uh, wedding, and uh, I got in, I edited it all, and like I just fell in love so with what, the entire so process. Software, what's it? iMovie. Oh yeah, properly. I mean, That's still the only editing software okay, sure. that I use to this day. Sure. I'm very good at it. Sure. And um, you want a wedding video? Like wedding video. Yeah. Josh. Exactly. And uh, and I was like, right, this is something that I really enjoy. But I feel like I've always been good at rallying troops and and yeah. and obviously like without realizing that kind of helped. Um so I joined this production company and um they're really lovely guys, learned a lot. I was with them for about a year. Um, but there were two founders and I joined uh it was two founders of production manager and I joined as kind of helping on the commercial side. Sure. So winning new business, trying to turn their proposition into like, I mean, it's an v- incredibly saturated market video production today. So. But um, well, this I, is going about five years ago. When you it's were, like five years ago. Yeah, and so even five years ago. then? Yeah, 100 so Of course, which yeah. you know, but what about today? Do you think it's even worse? I wouldn't say it's worse, I'd just say. As in like some more, some more saturated, I should say. Is it more saturated? Probably. But then I feel like there's probably also more opportunity. Sure. And I feel like... More output. We can come on to like, the lessons learned to today, but I do feel like... As horrible as it is to say, anyone can come up with an amazing idea. It's not about... The, idea, the is idea is about the execution oh of God, that. you are you
0: kidding me? That's like, I, I've got like 10 ideas a day. Yeah. It's like, well, who's going to put the 99% effort in? Who's going to put the 100 hours yeah. in? To even get it to the surface. Uh, and I think that is a massive thing with the kind of, the generation of entrepreneurs. Yeah. Or like the people who see social media stars and, and literally go like, I've got a great idea for an app. Yeah. It's like, okay, what is yeah, it? Yeah. And it's like, well, it's this, this, this. Okay, yeah. great. You're going to put the, what, well, 100 hours in to like get this to like point A, like point uh, a to course. B? Of course,
1: and don't I feel just as guilt? Like, Uber have just come up with a TV series on Channel 4. Swear to God, I came up with that idea two years ago. Did I do anything about it? Absolutely not. Do I look at that now and feel like sure. I'm a douche for not doing anything of course I, I do
0: it's so funny i kind of it's one of my sort of bees in my bonnet kind of thing like i cannot yeah. as you said earlier like there's something about like if you say something action is, yeah right 100%. and it's been one of my big motivations it's like don't i did a lecture last year at goldsmiths and the, the lecture was called um make shit happen yeah like it's literally like i was yeah. like if, you, if i'm gonna do a lecture i'm gonna name it it's called, yeah. it's called make shit happen yeah and it's like talking to all those kind of individuals out there artists well you know specifically the creative crowd, but it could have been anyone, but it's like saying, go out there and fucking execute. Like, don't mess about. Like, and don't think about your kind of, your Mount Everest. The thing's going to take you three years to make. Because guess what? You're never going to make it. You're never. You're going to make, there's going to be so many obstacles that you're yeah. going to sort of get in your way that you'll never get there. Yeah. Start small and just produce a shitload of content. Yeah. And uh, like, try and get to that point where you're just making stuff happen.
1: And, and that's definitely something that I feel like I've learned along the way. So I worked this production company. They, We just saw very differently, left in a very amicable way. Sure. Um, but decided, like, if I'm gonna leave, I wanna take the learnings that I have and just set up my own thing. Sure. And like, I do not know, like, even, I don't know anything. Like, I, I, I'm still learning every day, but, like, back then, I I couldn't put a crew together, if you ask me to, so I yeah. couldn't put a budget together. Yeah. Like, and i just went out and kind of hustled and and then like i got one job and then i got another job and then and then like a mate did a favor and i did this like music video and then anyone famous or was it like one of those absolutely not (laughs) Uh, but actually quite famous now he's pretty big now it was digital farm animals first ever music video and he's like a big uh electro uh dance dj and um and uh, anyway, very conveniently, it was because his manager is my brother. Oh, okay. I managed to get the, the video for him. He's, pr- he's cool. I really... I was a re- it was like mental. It was- and what was your position? Were you producer? Producer, yeah. So I was a producer. I, I And at this point, even though I'd been at a production company and I'd spent a year learning what I could from it... I didn't I didn't know what a C stand was, which for those of you out there is basically a stand that lights uh, are held camera, on yeah. to. You keep
0: looking here for the uh, camera. I didn't,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's just like um, I didn't know like Oh that's I didn't the what thing. I didn't know what crew costs. I did I I didn't know, as shame as it is to say the real difference between a director, director and a producer. producer. I was like, it's what's like, the difference? It's
0: like the biggest thing. Like learning names, coming through like the ranks as a runner. That is the first thing which yeah. is like the f- like like any job you like just knowing what er- there's so many objects lying around people are like oh grab the turtles what the <laughs> yeah is- what box of turtles yeah. <laughs> grab the apple box oh mate, you get the c stand get um, k-, k-, k clamp on that I, get- I, I'm still k-
1: useless at it exactly. I have to say but-, but compared to if I look at now like I didn't know Anything. I tell you it,
0: it makes me it, one of those things now which is like when you get the jargon down like anything you feel like an absolute like not necessarily like a pro but you feel like you can communicate even if you don't back it up with the knowledge yeah. so like um, there's always like my friend Sam always tells me this famous story of like actors trying to like get down with like the kind of the, the camera crew on set and be like saying stuff to like the DP or like the AC and be like what your lensing on, mate? There, yeah. You get um, you getting a matte box on that? Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, cool. That is, and like dirty, like, he's like Do you want me to dirty the frame? I'll dirty the frame for you, mate. Shall we dirty it or keep it clean? You're doing it clean. All right, sweet. Ots or not ots? Single. All right, cool. I'll just, I'll be off cam there. And yeah? can
1: I just tell you something? What? I'm just impressed. That I'm following this conversation now because, like, rewind four or five years, and I would be that actor. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and not even saying it's any exactly. of that. Exactly. I'd just be saying three letters, assuming the But that, that is form. the
0: thing, man, that is literally like feeling confident in the job yeah. where you're just like just absolutely spouting bollocks and I do it all the time with like people in kind of like pseudo careers that I kind of know a little bit yeah. about like if I'm talking to like a developer or like an engineer I'm like what language are you, uh, you coding in? You? <laughs> oh Python nice yeah yeah cool But not CSC alright cool yeah Now that's awesome yeah yeah so
1: so yeah so that was like that was so I, I left them and I was like I'm going to do is, and then the next like two, I mean two years it's probably just like for trying to figure everything out and then somewhere in that time I met uh, Josh do you mind me asking as well by this point had your income substantially lowered like are you, yeah. are you
0: fighting kind of like not necessarily starving artist territory but you're kind of in a position where you know you're not as yeah really so that was like a very conscious thing you're like this is fine like I wouldn't I'm, say it was fine
1: fu- like, and, and look like it, the the biggest struggle that i find going down this path is is in my particular circle of friends yeah. i've got a lot of friends who are focused on a high scale growth entrepreneurial model where it's like i want to grow a billion dollar company sure. right and then on the flip side i've got people that have been doing their job for 10 years and their lawyers or accountants that are earning really good money and they've got a good stable basis to their life and matters matters doing good would i want it to be doing better of course i would and do i and look in find that as financial I'm, uh would you say better? no not just financial but financial is definitely a part of it sure. it has to be after a certain Absolutely. period of time
0: yeah
1: yeah um but yeah, I look and I compare myself to, to these other people and it's like, that. that's like a big, that's a really big, challenging, personal, I mean, you, you know, uh, like it's difficult, it's right? It's
0: so difficult. I mean, Jesus th- how are you, 30? 32. Yeah, I'm 31. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's really tough yeah. to like go out there alone. Like, you know, and this is one of the main things about kind of potentially a, a, a theme that I want to kind of focus on, talking to like freelancers and business leaders, people who set their own businesses. It's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard because when you come from a background whereby you know that there's a lot more avenues that are open to you, I mean, Jesus, I could go work. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I say it confidently, but I could go work for a creative agency like yeah. next week, you yeah. know, like in-house filmmaker or whatever, yeah. creative. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, at least a base level salary. Yeah. And a lot of my worries would be over with. But yeah. ultimately, I think one of the biggest takeaways is that you, you know, you realize it's got sort of the more mature you get is, time is your biggest asset. yeah Like that's the thing for me that has always been the kind of, financial's never been the thing. Well look, yeah. you know, I don't have a mortgage, I'm not married, I don't have kids, so you know, I can keep myself pretty, you know, uh, sparse I guess when it comes to that kind of like, uh, you know, how I can move and stuff. But um, yeah, God, I totally feel it. And that's why I've got, like I say, you know, speaking to people like yourself who have got respect for because starting a business, yeah it's, it, you know, it takes a lot of, um, a lot of metal to do it. Um, and I'd like to say, I think that a lot of people think that they have the, uh, the idea to be like, oh yeah, one day I'll start a business one day. It's like, all right, well stop, you know, quit your 80k a year salary. Job, yeah. Uh, and the structure and the, you know, look, I mean, I don't want to kind of paint a, a broad brushstroke of anyone who is doing that kind of thing. Cause like you say, you know, fine, you know, that's they probably their calling in life or whatever. It's when they talk about the fact that they are gonna do it. Like, yeah. You know, that's when I kind of say, "All right, well, look, I can do it. Like, you know, actually get get behind it and do it. Do take take the gamble." Um. And because I'm, I, I don't validate ideas. Like I've just I've yeah. past the point of like yeah. I um. There's kind of I feel bad saying this, but like last year I was, uh, I went on a few dates with this girl and she was basically saying like, oh yeah, I um. I won't name names, but she was saying, I always wanted to be um I'm really interested in being a children's author. I want to write children's books. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, yeah, it's great. You know, she was doing a different job and she's like, yeah, I think it's really like my calling in life. Like I kind of I'm really interested in that. And I was like, awesome, awesome. But so what um, so what kind of books you read? Like anything, like any traction, like what we're talking about. And she was like, Oh, I've not, you know, I work full-time, so I can't really start yet. But yeah. um, you know, one day I'll start. And it's like, well, I'm not gonna validate you you saying that I wanna be a children's author. It's like all right, I want to be a world class surfer. It's like, well, yeah. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, fucking do it. Yeah, then, you know, yeah, right? yeah. Pull
0: your finger out. And it.
1: I have tried to surf a few times. Oh really? Failed miserably. Yeah, but I I have tried. I mean, it's weird because part of my personality is being incredibly self-critical. Yeah. And uh what I love about hanging out with you is I feel like from the outside anyway, you're an incredibly optimistic person, and I feel like. When it comes to myself, I'm actually quite a uh, negative person. Sure. And I look at ways that I can improve myself as opposed to necessarily looking at the things that I'm doing that is actually really good and I should be proud of. And um, But I feel like part of that with um, people that say that they're going to do... And look, I do that sometimes with shit as well. Yeah. Like, I say I'm going to do something, I don't do it. But part of the reason why you don't end up doing it is just down to the thing it's... It's fear, it's fear of failure. It's fear of, wh- I, I don't know why, but it's this fear of like what happens if I don't succeed. Sure. Not looking at it as just a thing to try and learn from. Um, and it is because it's just the easy way out is yeah. to just stay in the status quo. Quite-
0: totally. And it's quite interesting, like just reflecting on it personally, because like for me, like I suffer from a massive case of imposter syndrome.
1: Like, do you know what that is? I want you to tell the audience, not me.
0: Imposter syndrome, I think that most people, well, I presume most creatives feel, is this idea that essentially you're living like just one big lie. Like you're an imposter. It's like, you're
1: not a filmmaker. Yeah.
0: Like, you know, you keep thinking you are and you're like walking the walk and talking the talk, but you're not. I
1: feel like that as a producer as well, I gotta tell you.
0: Totally, and and it's like this thing, and, and actually you've got to reflect, you've got to kind of flip it and you've got to go, actually, what what that means is is you care, mm. and those that are um, thinking they're not good enough try to improve themselves. Mm. And so if you didn't have the imposter syndrome, what you'd end up having is saying like oh, I'm already great, so you're gonna sit back and like rest on your laurels. But it's that is like more of a negative. So I actually for a long time felt the imposter syndrome based on decisions that I had when I was younger. You know I was like. You know, eighteen You know, you kind of go back to the genesis. Oh and it's God. like
1: it's so painful, isn't uh, it? Thing when is, you're like, I could have done this. I should have done totally, this. Totally,
0: totally. But I decided to become a filmmaker when I was 18 years old. I'm 31 now, so that's what, like, 13, 13 years. years, right? So I started on this path, and before that, I was acting, and like, you know, so there was this kind of very clear moment in my life when I said, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become yeah. a filmmaker. 13 years later, I'm still doing that one thing. Yeah. Like that one thing, yeah. which I said at 18, I'm going to do. And I guess there's kind of an element of that, which is like saying, you know, kind of actioning it, like just like putting you know, foot on the accelerator and getting to the destination as fast as possible. And that for me has always been like a kind of a positive and a negative. It's like, what else could I be doing? Like, what yeah. what else am I good at? Like, and, and I've never really explored the question that much because I've never had the opportunity to do so based on trying to prevail in this one thing or trying to reach a, su- a successful point and it's like a constant thing in my head where it's like i'm just kind of it's not necessarily a negative feedback loop but it's like a kind of it is this kind of are you doing what you're doing because you want to do it or are you doing because yeah. you want to get to the end point or are you trying yeah, to like you yeah, know and yeah. it's like what yeah. is destination and it's really and that's one of the things as freelance creatives you've got to wrestle with i think a lot of the time um, but no it's it's you know but i still You know, in terms of like being an internal optimist, I mean, I'm kind of very self critical as well. Like, very self critical. I think I'm, you know, not great at all at filmmaking. Once again, I just feel like I'm an imposter. I feel like. Oh, you know, I, I I wish my films looked this way, or it was because I didn't have the right budget. It was because yeah. I'm still doing everything on my own. Like I've self-funded everything and so on and so forth. I'm so working
1: with Matter Media. I'm working
0: with Matter Media, oh, but that but that's part, that's basically like that's my kind of almost a separate thing. That's kind of like my professional life, and then the the projects I do on my own are like the ones which are kind of the ones that I kind of hold more dear and the ones that kind of define me a little bit more do you know what I mean Um, so yeah man it's it's interesting but but anyway going back to your journey so you kind of
1: isn't that interesting by the way sorry that you for me you are this like energetic optimistic person sure. that's just because the person that I see whereas sure. for you I don't see 99% of the stuff that's going on in your brain as and, well and, and, and actually, isn't that the point?
0: Oh that's exactly the point. Yeah. And we are all that 1% that we yeah. see of an individual. Which I guess is really why we kind of this 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 title you know the episode of this uh title of this episode is called Everyone's got to get their yeah you know, everyone's, got, everyone's their got their shit.
1: Everyone's got their shit everyone's got their shit.
0: You know 100%. so like when I see you or when everyone sees anyone else it's like yeah, you're you're wearing a mask, you're wearing the kind of the the face that you want them to see. Um, and you know, I hope I hope that I'm as true to, you know, meet when I meet with other people to other people I'm sort of the same person and with myself. But you've got to can't constantly reconcile that. I think yeah. that's
1: that's not a kind of uh and it's a lifetime of of shit that yeah, you've got. Exactly. To reconcile. A
0: lifetime of shit. And that's what you and I said on Tuesday. It was like, you because know, I would I would look at you know, you and Josh and, you know, and Steph at Mass Media and be like, you know, these guys have got kind of, you know, and even you from a personal point of view, it's like, you know, yeah, these guys have got their shit together. They've got it locked down. You know, <laughs> yeah. they're doing stuff. They're converting. <laughs> they're like, you know, they're ringing me up about gigs all the time. And we're doing this with that. We've got this cool campaign. We've got yeah. these people coming We're doing a lecture here. We're doing a talk here. We're getting, you know, and I'm like, yeah, these guys are fucking converting. Like they're doing their thing. They're, they're actually like... But little do you know. No, but,
1: but little
0: do I know. And yeah, it's like yeah. that is why we are all in the same... Stupid, isn't it? Stu- like, kind of and like, it doesn't
1: change, by the way. It that's won't the thing. Change. I said I said the other day to you, like, if I if I was to take a step back and put myself in a position four years ago and fast forward to today, and I was to say to myself, right, in four years, you're gonna have basically four full-time People in your team, you're going to have an office, you're going to have regular work, you're going to have um, new cool projects, you're going to be shooting this thing out in this country Working here, and you're going to be the, the, the best and the best director <laughs> in the UK as well. You're going to be hosting it, you're going to be blah, 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 I'm going to be like, I mean, what more could I possibly sure. want in life? And lo and behold, I'm here, and I'm panicking every day. And you're like, well, what's the next and destination? And what's the next thing, you know? And uh, it's... it's. um yeah, and I think the good thing is, is that we're talking about it and we recognise it. And I think through recognising it, hopefully you can just bring yourself back to today's world, as opposed to you know worrying that you made mistakes in the past and you could have gone down a different path, or looking into the future and thinking, "Oh my God, what what's actually going to happen?" I think I think it's just to bring yourself back to the present day. It's totally
0: man, like, and it's it's interesting because I think like. That that whole attitude of, like, regretting past decisions, obviously, that that could beat anyone up. Like, anyone can kind of walk down that path and, and, and end up at a negative place easily. Like, yeah. in a heartbeat, you yeah. can be like, fuck, what am I doing? You know, it's like, well, like, that's, you know, you've got to kind of learn with only with the years. And I kind of, anyone watching this or, or listening to it who is potentially, like, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old or whatever, might be sort of, like, thinking, like, Right, okay, I've got to get my shit together, I've got to think about what I really want. And it's like no, no you don't. It's like it's like, wait a minute. Trust me, when you're twenty five, yeah, it's gonna be different. Yeah. When you're thirty, it's gonna be that's different the point, again. Isn't it? And that's exactly the point. It's the process and it's such an obvious thing. Like it's such an obvious thing. And you just have to have the maturity and I guess the the um self um almost like recognizing yourself to be able to just like say everything's okay. Yeah. Like no one's dying. You've yeah. got your health. Exactly. Like you know important the important things. Yeah. Career and like kind of how you're perceived by other people or whatever it is. Yeah. It's a uh, secondary. It's totally it's, it's uh, a you know,
1: whatever. Yeah. And and coming back to m- my journey would matter. Sure, and let's get back to that. So, so I wasn't saying that, by the way. No, it like, is uh, a great link. But how yeah. did you? So, so we were. We you kind of it back? So, so then met uh, Josh, who is my business partner. Who and this is why jo- you were at
0: the co- you're at the production company. There's four so, of the guys. Four of the
1: guys left. Uh, after a year of like us not quite seeing eye to eye, even though we got gotten really well, you're doing very finance, amicably. You're doing, like, I was, I was helping. I wasn't really producing. It was more like just helping win business, helping structure the company, helping sort out like the way they operate. Hustling, hustling. And then uh, we just didn't quite get to a point where we saw that the, the long term was with each other. Um, so kind of said to them, very amicably, look I'm looking to leave. Um and then left and probably had a probably that was the most anxious period of my entire life. Um, how, and
0: how did you how did you um when you say anxious, like how, I mean how was that kind of uh manifesting itself? Um I think it was probably over was a of about
1: three, four months. So like I said to the company I was gonna leave and then I stayed with them for another two months to finish off this big project right. that we'd got, um, and then over that two month period, plus the following two three months after that, um, I, I don't know. Like I was talking, about, like I felt like a failure. Like I felt like this. Um, I said I wanted to leave, and my ego was saying like you can't do something you know, you have to be doing this and on the flip side, like the, the other person on the other shoulder was saying like, but you don't have a clue what you're doing. Um, and it manifests itself in like, like panic attacks, like not like full blown panic attacks, but like panic attack for me was, was waking up. And as soon as I woke up, I was awake, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I like my heart was like that, Yeah. and pretty much um, that remaining constant throughout the entire day. Um, I don't know if you've ever are had you, are it. You communicating but, that quite well, like is in like with your partner or like people around you, or was it very with internal? My, with my partner, definitely with all the people around me, probably not. But like my, my my wife was amazing during that period of time. She was like really, really good. And like a couple of like my closest friends. Um, but yeah, it was just like, it was horrible. It was, you know, and, and I, and also like, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Sure. So, and I've always been, uh, and, and su- successful in their own right as well. So I think that's quite a common thing with with if you come from that background, you
0: kind of have a, a natural disp- you know, a kind of like a predisposition predis- uh, to get towards yeah. owning your own business. Because both sides of my family all own their own business. Yeah. Neither anyone in my family has never worked for anyone. Yeah. Re- really. Yeah. You know, for yeah. The most part. So I think that's quite an interesting. Yeah.
1: And and but there's baggage that comes with that as well because it was like the shame of going back. So I, I obviously went from finance into film finance, where I was working for people, into working this production company, thinking that could be like my long term thing. Yeah. Uh, on more of a partnership, consultative yeah. basis, to then leaving and being like, oh, I can't go back to working for a company. Like I don't want to do that. But on the on, and even considering going back to finance as well, yeah. And like, like, oh, I was, like, I was like, I, could not, I couldn't do that. Like I was done with that. But it was the. The challenge of all the people, that, and then at this point, like all my mates were also they were starting their own businesses, and some of them like were were, were pretty successful at it as well. So I had like all of these external pressures that were impacting my decision, um, and that's where all the panic attacks sure. came from as well. That's totally understandable. Um, and then, like, if I look back now, those first two years were just a learning, doing process. And, and I'm kind of... I'm really glad I did it. I just felt like what I've learned since then is I shouldn't be... I've I've got to accept that this may fail. Yeah. It, you know, even now. As you said, like, it looks like we've got a shit together. But, like, you know, it's dog-eat-dog dog out there. And we're trying to do something that yeah, isn't and- just focused on it's making tiny. tons of money. And, um and fuck man like running a business is like next level like and I'm the one who has to pay the bills at the end of the day yeah and, and and where Josh and I work really well together is he's focused on the creative I'm focused on the business but what as someone who I got you this book Tribe of Mentors like I've got my dad as my big mentor shout
0: out Tribe of Mentors yeah. by oh Tim Ferriss big fan
1: but I've never had a business mentor outside of my dad really so sure. like um by the way josh actually uh has is sending his regards on the live stream is he?
0: josh yeah yeah we've got him here down uh, uh matter media's waving uh, uh us, and he's also uh put you in his story um so yeah josh is already
1: is engaging he's engaging love you josh <laughs> uh, so yeah so you guys so, are so that yeah so we were yeah so like a lot of the business like it it over time, Josh has naturally just become more interested in it and, and all of our decisions we pretty much make together, but, like, a lot of the business decisions are down to me and shit, like... I've had to we've had to learn by making tons of mistakes like we've got full time members of staff who like bless them for putting up with our shit like we've we've done some things that not out of malice just out of pure naivety like at a big proper company you just wouldn't yeah, have totally. to put up with and um, there's no there's no way of learning that
0: other than yeah. like doing it and experiencing and, it and failing yeah. and, you know
1: And 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 back when I started that was all the stuff that Got me in a panic was how the fuck am I going to do this? And then, um, and then I think like maybe like three years in, maybe like a year or so ago, um, they just, I I can't remember when it was, but they just, something happened. I mean, something happened in my personal life, which is probably the trigger for it. uh where something something horrible happened to my uh, somebody in my family and it kind of showcased the fragility of life and i i actually think now like at the time i didn't really think that that would impact the way i look at my professional life but i think in a way that just made me think like life's too short life's too short like all of those clichés totally and i think it wasn't like i need to stop worrying I think it was more of an understanding that it is in my personality to worry about things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I need to really try and detach myself from those concerns. Totally. Um, because that's just going to happen continuously throughout my life. And I just need to recognise when that's happening and, and appreciate that that is just shit that happens in my mind. And it's not necessarily the reality because like like you said, like flipping it back is... I might be panicking about what's going on in my life, but to somebody else, I'm not determining how I should feel by other people are feeling, but to other people out there, like, it's all fine. Well, like, that, what that, are
0: you worrying about? But that is, it's so funny, but that is literally like when we started talking on Tuesday, which is like, Everyone's got their shit. Yeah. Like everyone is dealing, whether you're a fucking billionaire or like, you know. Yeah. Whatever, like a sixteen year old vlogger. Like
1: Everyone's dealing
0: with their shit. Everyone's dealing with their shit. And it's how you deal with your shit yeah. that makes a difference. Because and like uh, you know, the uh, that book, um, The Subtle sort of Art of Not Giving a Fuck, yeah. like Mark Monson's saying, like We've all got problems. Yeah. It's the problems that you choose to have and how you deal with those problems. Yes. There is no one on this planet that doesn't have problems. Yeah. Even the billionaires who exactly. materialistically, like you know, everyone's got their problems. Yeah. And you've just got to learn how to cope with them and on what goes next. Yeah, it's quite. It's really interesting. And it's. I feel like. I feel like the way that, uh, you know, and I, I'm presuming here, sort of like putting words in your mouth, but when we talk about individuals that. Work for other people. Like yeah. you say. you were, you were very fin- financially happy working yeah. in finance, uh, you know, doing your thing. Work for someone else. And that's all well and good. And that's for some people is what their destiny is. And that's what they're going to do. Um, but the interesting thing is when like, you try and work out that value structure and how some people do decide to go this just isn't for me. Like it's just, I'm just not, I'm not in, I'm not engaging with this. I'm not kind of like firing on all cylinders. There's some part of my soul that's not quite resonating here. And that could be like, like I say, growing up in an entrepreneurial family, that could be the fact that you're unhappy in the workplace, whatever. But it's the fact that you actioned it and did something about it, as opposed to just kind of like still being there. Cause you know, It'd be interesting to get someone on the other side of this table who comes from that walk of life because I think a lot of people I don't want to talk to are freelancers, are creative, mm. are people who have set up their own businesses and it'd be good to sit down with someone who kind of like wrestles with probably those, those yeah. problems but never actions them. Because I think everyone does. I don't think there's many well-educated people or like who are think well, you know, I generalise but anyone working for someone else who doesn't think about doing it on their own.
1: Yeah, and... And yeah, like you said, you've either got to be, you're either that like freelance creative person where like you could never see yourself working for a company or quite frankly, you've got to be able to afford to be able to do it. Totally. Um, I think it's very rare to find entrepreneurs who um, who either aren't incredibly risky yeah. and don't give a shit sure, or can afford to do it. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not a question of uh, like the shame in not being an entrepreneur. I just think yeah. that's like the common trait between just, all the people I meet that start their own things. It's either like, frankly, they can afford to do it, yeah. or like they literally don't care about whether they fail or not. Totally,
0: and that's what it's all about—not caring whether to fail and uh, but at what cost that comes at. Like, yeah. if if this podcast, if this kind of live stream fails, there's no risk. Or, there's no. If it fails, it fails. There's nothing. i like mortgage remortgage the house.
1: We should come back in a month and just. just That'd be just so funny Like rewatch it. Like do yeah. like a
0: director's commentary where it's like we watch it back and be like, God, I can't believe I fucking said that. <laughs> um, by the way, guess how long we've been talking for? I'm, I'm covering the uh, clock here. If anyone who's watching.
1: Oh God. Oh. I mean, are there even still people watching? That's the question. People watching. There are. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. result. But so they
0: could have dipped in an. But up. even if. Even if- They haven't. They, who cares? What team are on, time-wise? 90 minutes?
1: Yeah, spot on, yeah. we? One hour, 35.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah. God, I thought, I, was, I thought you were gonna say like 20 minutes or something. <laughs> yeah, five hours? <laughs> Probably five, gotta um, get home, it's Monday morning. Yeah, something. Jesus. Um, no, I think, uh, I think that's really interesting. I think a lot of the people that are gonna come on and talk are people from that kind of more i guess did i
1: just really disappoint you there
0: with what why
1: by saying no t- saying exactly yeah exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly
0: damn that was a whole feature that was like
1: <laughs> guess what time we're on
0: you just fucked that up bro. i really
1: fucked that up oh
0: don't worry about oh man but
1: you know f- failure is feedback jack uh, you, know you just okay. won't ask future people
0: but it's funny because tim Ferriss on his podcast always asks the same guests he says what's the biggest failure you've had, that you've learnt from, Four. and everyone always says the same shit, they go, well they don't say the same shit, they always go, God I've had so many, Yeah, and it's like that whole point of like, we live in a society where like, failure is a bad thing, yeah. it's like, kind of like, beat out of you at a young age, don't, don't fail, like yeah. never fail, it's like, if you don't fail, it's like, I guess there's kind of even what, like, one like, rundown, which is like, don't try,
1: like, because yeah. of that no failure. It's funny, you know, because I was thinking about what are my personal actionable values. Like, not necessarily ones I always action upon because, like, I go back into the totally. the, the loop of fear or whatever. But definitely try is one of the big things. Get shit, like, and make learn. shit happen. Learn is the other one.
0: Make shit happen. Like, my big thing is all about, I can't bear, like, armchair, like, kind of commentators or individuals who basically like, think they know better but they've never tried, or they think that you know, they kind of wear that kind of like they're, they're very defensive and they say shit like, um, like you know, they just basically like kind of point out the negatives and stuff rather than being like kind of point out the positives, you know, from oh, well, you know, respect for them. It's like because they're coming from a point of view where they've never tried, they've mm. never put themselves in a vulnerable position whereby they can fail, so they're sitting pretty like on the sidelines, basically pointing fault with others. And that thing, I just, I just I can't abide by that. Like, so anyone that I hear, you know, particularly you know, people like yourself, like any bit, anyone who's starting their own business, I'm more like, Rock on like like power to you like mm. do it like go for it if you fail you fail because i think so many people are sort of like have this preconceived notion that by failing they are well failing but like you learn from it totally like, and this is once again this is a great example of this like if this fails, I fail. Like, I don't I don't
1: but it shouldn't be it should failure should be rebranded totally. It, it's just a horrible word. It, is. it should be feedback. It should be feedback. Feedback.
0: Exactly. And it shouldn't be this. failure.
1: And it's funny cuz it's one someone asked me the other day cuz I've I've got um, obviously my 20 month old sure. now. Mental. Um, <laughs> love, and like a lot it, what,
0: what, When does that stop? That when when. What st-
1: mental? <laughs> no 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 no
0: no. When does that stop? Um, the, the age of your child not being. Oh, yes, it's
1: so <laughs> true. Oh God, I'm that parent. I'm also that I'm definitely turning into my dad. Like saying like loads of jokes that just aren't funny. No, but I, lo-
0: I always love it. Like you get to three and you go. Well, hey, no, it's no, my three dad now. is
1: very funny. Just to confirm, sure. Dad, if you're watching. Shout, yeah, shout out Papa, to Mr. Papa Bear. Papa Bear, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, when does it, what age do you think it'll get to when you go like, yeah, my, my child's three? Or, or like, you know, you
1: don't say 24, 27 months. I don't know. I'm guessing when he's two. And you just say he's two? Nearly yeah, three. and then it'll be two and a half. But the first, I think the first two years, it's all still very cool. new yeah, to you. Yeah, of course. So he's 20 months. <laughs> and, um, and, and
0: that's obviously got a big deal with, you know... One thing I've learned, I think I kind of like, will make this the last point because we're, you know, we're, we're sort of... We're
1: milking it. We're getting Big to like the time. hour
0: 40 minute mark. We which should is, probably... I thought this was going to be like 35 minutes. And I also
1: <laughs> thought that this was going to have some sort of structure to it. We've just really like spitballed here. It's I'll been be honest great. with
0: you. I, I, I did have like a structure here. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, so, you did? I, I had like... no, you you no, you no. did No, I, I kind of had things that I wanted to kind of like...
1: And have we ticked any of the boxes? <laughs> That's like, probably. Not. There was
0: like a rough structure, but I think that the whole point was like that was my kind of like panic station, like yeah. being like, oh, oh we're silent. Um, so you know, but we luckily we never got to that, which yeah. is pretty awesome yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say? Uh, babies. Yes, babies. So one of the big things, and and you can talk about this as a dad, like one of my big things, working in the film industry, working as a freelancer, like working as kind of an individual that kind of has good months and bad months and you never really know what's what. And, you know, I always used to go around saying children is the game changer. Like once you have a child, you know, not necessarily like game over but like the game changes no longer are you like living for like you know your partner's got their career you've got your career it's actually like shit there's actually another individual in the, in the equation here of whom needs our precedent like takes the precedent over whatever and and you know I used to go around and say it's, you know it's my friend you know friends that didn't have kids whatever like you know and they agree they're like yeah I know yeah whatever now my tune has changed the last last year or so uh, because friends of mine of a similar age who you, you know who I grew up with are starting to have children but I'm realising it's like, actually, kids aren't necessarily the game changer. But you could, and what I mean by that is like, decisions that you make as an entrepreneur, as a freelancer, as someone who's like saying, shit, I need to start earning the big bucks. Yeah. Like, And obviously you're an individual who's set up a business, you know, in the media industry, pre-kids, yeah. had kids, yeah. and you're still pursuing essentially a, I don't say unknown path, but it's still a kind no. of, an unknown path. Yeah, I mean, would you? I mean, would you label it as that? Like, kind of like, and 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 has a ch- has having a child facts into the equation?
1: Um, because I think this is yeah, killer. Yeah, I think it like t- a few things on that. I think are we still on an unknown path? Yes. Um, has a child changed that? I don't think so because, again, I can can afford to take the risk still. Sure. So I think it's difficult for me to be the same. I I I can't speak for other parents. Totally. But on my own path, in my own life, um, he he hasn't had that kind of an impact. Um, He could have done. Um, last year, so we were only like a year, a year old or a year and a half old. And like, it's pretty cool to think about, but we were approached by like a really big company who wanted to bring us into their business. Yeah. I think I've ever mentioned it. You mentioned it. it, yeah. So, um. After
0: the successful, uh,
1: after, high car shoot. After the high car shoot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, was that this, the video uh, where they got pre, the pre- uh,
0: the funding they wanted from uh, CrowdCube in record time
1: or whatever? Uh, yeah, well, that was that was just one of the many. Oh, uh, sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, whatever. Yeah, no, that was definitely the only reason why. <laughs> um, and um, anyway, they wanted to bring us in to their company, and um, it was all really exciting. And then they put an offer on the table for us, and uh, really weirdly. From a financial position, was it the sensible decision? Considering I have a child, I will probably have another one in the next few years. A hundred percent. But oddly, I used my child to decide to say no to that company.
0: Right, okay.
1: Because I asked myself, if I fast forward 20 years and I imagine my child as a 20 year old and we're talking about life and he's going through something where he's thinking about a decision he's made and it's in a similar situation to me and he asked me what did you do? What would I want to say to him? Would I want to say to him I did the safe thing and I did this because it was the sensible thing to do or would I want to say to him it was completely reckless of me I shouldn't have done it yeah. But I decided to do the risky thing, uh, and that influenced me to say so no. So that's to the quite interesting.
0: So that's literally like flipping it. Yeah. Like it's
1: less the kind of the negative impact it's of the childhood. It's the positive impact. Yeah, it's the positive yeah. impact.
0: It's like saying, you know, I, I thought, must, you know, that wow, that's really yeah. interesting. And and
1: I would say, like. Did you
0: rehearse that answer? Because that was like, no. very, like, no. that was like, yeah, I just thought about it when I was 20 years old. No, that's no, great. No. I mean, that's amazing. That is such a positive. Yeah.
1: And and that's something that I I re- actually read it in here. It was the it was the guy George who you know that you know the guy Shout who's out. the actor in Old Spice. Yeah. You know, uh, the guy, the, the topless the, guy. Yeah, black guy yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. On the horse and yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it's been parodied the, like yeah, parodied so many times on YouTube. So. Yeah in the book and I you have to read the book because it actually helped me with my decision this here is, Yeah, yeah yeah he uh, he says in the book like whenever he makes a decision now he fast forwards 40 years and he pretends to talk to his grandchildren uh, uh-huh. talking about a decision he's just about to make that's so interesting and I applied that to, um, that is to so interesting. Dougie
0: that is kind of on a minor point I think one thing that comes a little bit with age is when you stop thinking about the decision, not necessarily decision, but like a negative thing in the moment. Yeah. You go, oh shit! This is a massive deal right now. Yeah. You go.
1: Fuck. No, it's not. In, it's in a year's time, yeah, this is totally. going to be. You
0: don't even remember this. Yeah. And it's kind of you have to kind of fast forward and get yeah. that mentality. I think that's so, particularly like with you know at this age with how bad hangovers are and anxiety. It's like, <laughs> oh my god! I got that girl's name wrong. I called her like Rachel when <laughs> her name was Raquel. It's like <laughs> you wake up the next morning like in a, in a blind panic. It's all you think about for like twenty-four hours. And you're like, oh my god, and you're like in a year's time I'm not going to remember this like yeah, you've totally. just got to get you
1: want to plug into that kind of uh, totally plug into that and that that's something that definitely helps is is uh, definitely I, I often say that to the people that work with us as well like we had a she's so lovely super talented 19 uh, year old girl who's Sunny. working yeah I met her yeah so she's interning with us right now shout out um, to, Sonny. Has to Sonny.
0: shout out great Sonny. name by the way
1: Sonny double N double I as well I think wow I believe um, that's out there bro yeah man um <laughs> anyway she was um she was great she was with us for 48 hours yeah and the task we set her was just like it was would be a challenge to me to do and she smashed it but because she didn't get the i could see the panic in her eyes because she wasn't achieving the results that she wanted sure. to achieve sure sure and that was one of the things that I discussed with her. Is like, firstly, like, don't focus on the results; focus on the process and learning from it. And the yeah. second thing is, like, in a couple of years, don't you're not going to look back at this moment as being like the thing that determined the rest of your life. So I
0: tell you, it is. It's so. It's so interesting. I think that that is like, but from, it's so hard. Like, you know, I'm getting to that age now, and obviously you are as well. Where it's like you start to understand why your parents said the shit that they yeah, said.
1: Yeah, Like... Yeah. If
0: only you, you could,
1: could communicate t- that <laughs> exactly. to younger people, yeah. though. But you can't, though. No, you never will. you can't.
0: Like, the 14-year-old and the yeah. you know and the 40-year-old yeah. parent it's just, will never be able to, like, kind of dissect that, that kind yeah. of thing. And, and it's so strange. It's annoying, though, because... It's so you, annoying. Because
1: you fall into the trap of being the person that is trying to say the same kind of thing. Like, when I... I don't know if you watch any of Gary Vaynerchuk stuffs, but whenever Gary you v. watch it, right? Gary Vay, so like he's a hero to me because I'm 32 and I agree with him. Which I, is go, like, I go, my like... 20s, I should have just fucked about and I should have tried loads of shit out, and, I should... and like, but when you're
0: in it. You're not thinking like yeah, that. yeah, totally. Gary Visa, he's such a chalk and cheese
1: guy. Yeah, he? totally. He's I mean, I don't know if I like him. I just like I like the principles. It's of so what funny. He's One
0: thing I'm very self-conscious of with this project, whatever it is and however it turns out, is that kind of getting behind the slipstream of Joe Rogan, Tim Ferris, yeah. Gary Vee, yeah. like. And the weirdest thing about all of that, the weirdest thing about all of that, is they're business leaders. They're nothing to do with create. They're not. They're not filmmakers. Yeah. And that's a really interesting, like, kind of thing that I'm experiencing right now. It's kind of um, s- like split personality of like being, uh, you know, a filmmaker, but also, you know, entrepreneurialism yeah. and like yeah. freelancing and kind of like seeing where that is. Going back to the point, and I think we have, we will end on this. We will end. What time are we on? We're like. We're rocking it, man. Like mate. 150. we We're like, Four. Wow, That's nuts. Um. You know, and this is going like, to sound like an arrogant thing, and, and I hope it doesn't... You know how amazing way. I am. Yeah. <laughs> but as an individual who came through the film industry as a runner, yeah. right, and I grew up in a fish and chip shop, you know, and you know, growing up in a chip shop and a business, you kind of just... There's a certain way things are done, and, and there's a certain, you know, you get the speed, the pace, yeah. and everything about about it. Um, I kind of just had that kind of I thought in yeah. my DNA, right? So by the time I got into the film industry... And like, when something needs to get it done, just get it done, right? This. I was the best fucking runner in the world, honestly. Like, I, 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 could still be working as a runner today. Um, I fuck, I killed it. Like, yeah. I killed it. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I was just, I, I turn up ten yeah. minutes before work. Uh, before we, uh, you know, yeah. turnover. Uh, an hour after wrap, i still sweeping the floors. Like, two and a half years I was a runner, right? And coming from that kind of like ground, like grassroots kind of film industry thing, is is not about necessarily the role itself, but. It's the thing where people either got it or they don't. Mm. And, I'm a, and I am and I hate to say it, but I'm a big believer in like, you just know, you know, it's been like on set when you meet like, you know, trainees and assistants and runners, yeah. you know in the first 30 yeah. seconds if they've got it or not. Like no, they yeah. just, you know, they snap. And that for me is like, regardless of like, you know, what I should have done in my 20s, like where I'm going in my path now, that's the thing here. Mm. It's like, that's one thing which is like a really thing that I'm trying to reconcile is like, can you remove someone from their own kind of like, not remove them, I should say, like um, in a way. Uh, can you change sort a leopard spot, so to speak? And I think if you can't, and I think one of the big things is that we've always gotta ask ourselves is you've gotta know who you are. Mm. Like you've gotta know if you're a good runner or mm. not. You've gotta you gotta be able to perceive it. And
1: be happy with it. If and be happy and if you're fine. not, you're
0: fine with it. And you've gotta find your destination, you've got to find your calling. you've got to find the thing which makes the thing which you know. You are going to be good at, and a lot of people don't like to. And this is what Gary Vee says. He's like, everyone's going around these days saying they're an entrepreneur, but guess what? You're not the next Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. He's one. He's one in a million. Yeah. He is like what? Yeah. But you might be really great at finance. Like, yeah. Or you might be really good at operations, or yeah. you might be really good at the, you know I don't know uh, uh, HR. Yeah. But no one says that. No one ever, like, talks about that conversation. They go, like, um, yeah, I was number five at, at yeah, Facebook. And then, Everyone's so, number yeah,
1: one. Yeah, and and you're right. I feel like th- we have touched the tip of the iceberg today with that conversation. But I, I feel well, part like... part two, maybe. And, and as a man who seriously struggles with this because of not just the world in terms of media that I live in but also in my personal world in terms of how success is determined. Sure. I feel like that is a that is a, a whole uh topic of discussion about trying to get people to reframe how they can what they consider success to be like. Well, Gary Vaynerchuk you know?
0: Gary says the hardest challenge that we all face in our lives is Knowing yourself. Yeah. Until you figure that shit out, yeah. which is number one priority 100%. before career, 100%. before relationships, before financial yeah. success or whatever. Who are you? Yeah. And no one can answer that except you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're getting that was Massive. Well, we're gonna
0: end on that bombshell. Drop the uh, mic. Yeah. If we had a mic, well, I'm not gonna oh, drop yeah. it, i probably like <laughs> blow out eardrums. Um so, um anyone who's still watching, thanks for coming Q- loss, what kind of numbers are we on? It's gonna be terrible, it's gonna be like,
1: uh oh, what 14! Oh, we've, we we've, we've gone up and wow. down. Wow. That's down. awesome though. I got over
0: 500 on the, um, like Jack, you know, it's
1: not about the numbers.
0: It's not about the numbers. God, yeah, man. Exactly. Come on. It's not like about <laughs> anything the last hour and 50 minutes whatever. Um, so look, anybody still tuning in or watching this, um, in retrospect, um, on Thursday, I've actually got my next guest lined up already.
1: Have you? Yeah, a guy no.
0: called Edgar Just He's pouring a Boring
1: yourself out, right? I've got like I a felt good... so special.
0: And you are special. Thanks, you you the guinea pig man. You came on board and honestly, I've got mad respect for this. It could be the start of a beautiful series. Who knows? I and mean, we'll look okay. back at this in ten years' time.
1: I'd love to come back on the show. I've really enjoyed it. The show. I yeah. love the
0: show. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in my bedroom, like having a beer. It's not like
1: it's the show. It's the show, show. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, I'm talking to my friend, Edgar Dubrovsky, who is cool. a uh, long-term collaborator. He's a director of photography, very talented. He, uh, he's from Latvia. Cool. Uh, and hopefully we're going to talk about... I want to sort of tap into sort of like the perceptions of Eastern Europeans working oh, in the film industry, but to a cool. wider extent, the kind of like, um, I guess, how... It's going to sound trite insensitive, but essentially like... He's a finest European coming to the UK and working because yeah. he's a DP. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. rather than yeah. you know
1: whatever. Yeah. So um, an, so an actual subject matter versus today's conversation is what we're talking. But about.
0: ultimately, no no agenda. No
1: agenda. No holds nice. barred. That's and B's. Am I saying
0: that right? No holds barred. No
1: holds barred. Holds barred. barred. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I got pulled up on that the other day on a Facebook post. I put no bars hold, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck's that mean?" Anyway, uh, anyway, thanks for watching. Those who've been watching, thank by you. all means, uh, feel free to check out Mass Media. Description uh, uh, yeah. has all of the links. Mm. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, your website, I put in there as well.
1: Yeah, thank you. And and uh, I'm not on social media apart from on LinkedIn. So if you want to find him on LinkedIn, yeah, like
0: fucking granddad.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah look at Matt Media show.
0: sure I'll put it in the description down here uh, anyway thanks for tuning in uh, next episode Thursday we're going live around 4pm next time next Thursday so yeah thanks for tuning in guys and I will catch you next time thanks
1: Jack what's the what's the sign out I don't know I, I used to my old YouTube videos
0: to go like, peace out but that was always ironic like I never did it like not, like a lot of people like why does he do that weird thing I'm like it was ironic but I don't know if people got that but peace out love that <laughs> Sweet. there we have it guys episode one how was that do you like it if you made it this far you have my eternal gratitude uh, well done getting through sort of two hours of podcasting episode one was really just a kind of a big experiment for us so lots of learnings lots of key takeaways um, but by all means reach out uh, info at burkefilms.co.uk make sure you uh, find me on twitter and instagram at Jack Conan Burke. Uh, As well, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, you can do youtube.com forward slash Jack versus life. Uh, Two more episodes are going to be available straight away. um, If you want to check them out, Uh, I guarantee the audio quality will be a lot better. Um, And like I say, if you have any feedback, make sure you can reach out. Um, And yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I've been Jack and hopefully I'll speak to you or talk to you next time.